Welcome to the 2018 Both Down Special Edition episode for Chaos Cup, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. At Chaos Cup. Yeah, that's pretty easy. <laughs> I uh, mean, by far. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, this is Steve, a.k.a. Kulawagi. With me, as always, is Scott. Prime. There you go. And this is our Chaos Cup Special Edition. Yeah, Again. This is only like eight days after Chaos Cup. Yeah, we're getting better. I was so wiped last week. Dude. It was insane. People keep asking me, like, see you again next year? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's, the drive is so, it, the older I get, the more I hate it. But then they're like, well, just fly. And then it's like, I don't want to pay like 500 bucks for a ticket. See, the driving doesn't bother me. It's not great, but you hate it more because you tell yourself to hate it more. Maybe. You just build it up so much in your head. Like, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. Just, I definitely hate the whole ride back. I, I still have no issue with that. Okay. It's just one day. It's so much better. Okay. Plus, we, just, we just disagree with this. So. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. Next year, you get to go by yourself. Uh, yeah? You're not going? I don't think I'll be able to. Really? With the World Cup. Wow, your streak's going to be over? Now I want to go. Just well, this so isn't I can su- say you weren't there. It's going to be September of next year. World Cup. I'm going to be leaving October. No, I get it. I think two weeks. I think, even though we probably should talk about this later, I think next year's attendance will be really harmed by the World Cup. I think it will, too. I mean, there's probably some people out there that can you know, take off four days and then sure. take off two weeks. But I mean, I'll try, but chances are slim. But we'll get to that at the end. Because yeah, there's no other worries. stuff about next year that and we need to talk about. And it's a long time away. You That's never know what true. happens. You could get a new job. You could lose your job. You could, you I could, could get do a, both. You can get a disease and just die before all this happens. That's not really funny. I've I've been getting dizzy spells every morning. Dude. So. I haven't got them in the morning, but tonight I had two of them. I might have a brain tumor. Oh, you might. What if we both had tumors? What if it's because we have been reading the Nurgle Rod issue of Spike Magazine? That would be. Do I get to sue GW? I doubt it would I, stick. Probably not. All right. Well, anyways, let's talk Chaos Cup weekend, Steve. Where do we start? Do we want to take a break and come back or just go into it? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's just have a, an awkward pause. Awkward pause. Ready? One, two, three. We just did. Oh, so that's the second awkward have, pause? Yeah. We're good at those. Ooh, it's really awkward. We're the number one global podcast with awkward... Well, no. There are a lot of other ones that have much worse <laughs> awkward pauses. <laughs> All right, why don't, why don't we take, since Steve is dishing out shots at other podcasts, you know, there wasn't many podcasts there. I mean, not the real hosts. Right. There was like people. Left was there. Left was there, but is he even, has he been on an episode of Two Drunk Flings yet? They put out a special one. I mean, okay. they're, they're celebrating their one year anniversary with episode five. Hey, well. So, hey, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Much love to Liam and the guys. Uh, let's take a break, and then we can gloat about all the glory known as Both Down. Chicago is something you've just got to see for yourself. Welcome back, and we're going to start, as we always do, with The Road Up. 
Yeah. So, so oh, we almost said that in tandem. Kind of did. Yeah. Man, that's like sexy. So both down, throw down or something. Double down. Double down. Is that what we call it with now? Two pieces of fried chicken with <laughs> what was in the middle of that? Fried. What are you talking about? The KFC double down. Remember that? Oh, that was um, had bacon and cheese in the middle. Okay, yeah. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> this is yourselves a, lucky. An idea from it was like a chicken sandwich, except the bread was two pieces of chicken with stuff in the middle. It was not good. No, not terrible. that you expected it to be good, but it was just not good. And then, yes, of course, we tried it. Come on. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about going up on Thursday. Or no, we went up on Wednesday. Because Wednesday night after work. Scott Prime is an old man who likes to take that trip in two days, not one like Steve wants to take it. I would still prefer one just because it saves on a hotel stay. But sure. when there's four of us, I, I like it this way better. So we borrowed your brother's, what, SUV? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Some Mitsubishi SUV. It rode well. Yeah. It was plenty of room for four people, surprisingly. Yeah, we, we decided to do that stuff. since it's going to be you, me, Jen, and Brownstone. Mm-hmm. We picked him up in Tulsa. So I went down to Dallas, picked up Greg's car instead of my little Kia. And it is nice. What, what I realized we, on this trip. Yes. Right away. Yes. As much as I don't listen to XM radio, <laughs> when I don't have XM radio, I miss XM radio because... Uh. It was interesting trying to find stations, and yet it was, it was painful. just as annoying as I remember it as a child. When you finally find a station you like, in 30 minutes you're driving away from it and it starts cracking up. Yeah, that was horrible. I didn't realize. I thought the vehicle was newer than it is. It's a 2005, so it doesn't have any of the fancy stuff. Hmm. I actually looked into, because it's going to be my niece's, I actually looked into buying a new radio that mm-hmm. would have all the fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. But the way that the center console is... You can't get a good one because it has to go at the bottom. Where, like, are are you open... saying the technology of radio, car radios have outlasted yeah. this car? Oh, or, yeah. Or so up to date? So there's a way to do it, but I'd have to send in the console to blah, blah, blah. It was just a whole mess. Didn't have time. I gotcha. But on the way up, my brother has a toll tag that works in Texas, and we're not so sure if it works in Oklahoma. So, Greg, if you have a bunch of tickets, you can blame your brother. I'm pretty sure he can get out of it by just going, I have a toll tag. I don't know why this didn't work. (laughs) Hopefully. Well, Well, he'll find out soon. (laughs) But yeah, that week, I, you know, I went down to Texas. So that was Saturday, long drive. Forget what he did Sunday. But then those, the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I went in each day at 6 a.m. and worked as much as I could to try to save up my time. I know what you did Sunday. You edited the last podcast because yeah. we recorded Saturday night. That's right. That's that's another thing. I had the super long day. Then we recorded late at night, mm-hmm. and because we didn't finish that until like what one a.m. It was late. And then Sunday I edited, tried to go to bed, so I was completely wore. I was so tired on that Thursday or that Wednesday night. I was getting paranoid hallucinations. Wow. Like you were driving and I was just so paranoid that, oh, he's going to go into the oncoming traffic or just, it was weird. I heard you, did you talk to Jen about that? I don't know. There was some parts where like. I think I talked to Michael about it. Okay. Well, there was part, for about 30 minutes, I drove about 30 minutes longer than I probably should have. I was really getting tired. Okay. But I wanted to hit the halfway point. Yeah. 
And I was just like, as long as everybody keeps talking, I'll be okay. But man, I was really worried that everybody's going to start fading off. <laughs> uh, before we hit Supero, we picked up Brownstone in Tulsa. We right. ate at Flo's Hamburger Place. Oh, yeah. Which was the hamburger place we really liked like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. Yeah, it's just okay. It was really good the first time. <laughs> Well, that was back when we were eating a lot unhealthier. Actually, so maybe it was just really good back then. And now that we're eating healthier, it's not as good. I ate so bad. So, so oh, bad. This trip, I was really happy that on this trip, I've only gained like three pounds. I haven't even looked. Uh, well, it's better not to. Just yeah. get back on it. I just that, need to get that's back. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. It's it's been, it's been rough. It's back <laughs> it's back to running. I've bought some vegetables. I start training for a new job at night. So this gives me a clean slate of right. everybody's gonna be around, and it's just me and my own will to do things. So. Yeah, this week I have to get eleven hours of overtime in this week. Mm, that sounds awful. Yeah, so I have to work six a.m. to five p.m. pretty much every day. So I'm just eating whatever the hell I want, which yeah, is not good. I understand. So Wednesday we ate at Flo's Diner. It yep. wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as I remember. Right. Uh, I wanted Jennifer to experience that. That's kind of the theme of this whole trip is like, I want you to do everything we've done before. So, because <laughs> I've talked about it so often, I want you to know what it's like. Shared experiences, right. sure. Yeah. And um, then we got we got halfway point. We yep. stopped in Rolla. We stayed at the Quality Inn that we stayed at before. Mm-hmm. We stayed on the second level, so we didn't have the super giant tall ceilings this time. Right. Which was unfortunate. You like those tall ceilings? It was, it was different. <laughs> it was different. It was very weird. Uh, we crashed out. Everybody slept. I think for the first time ever, Steve shared a bed. Yeah. I've never seen Steve share a bed at a hotel. And he's always played this, I'll just get my own room. I'll just get my own room. Well, he, I mean, he didn't bluff at all this time. He was just tired. I went in. I didn't even take my clothes off. I'm just like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody was locked out. Yeah, it was bad. <clears throat> We had breakfast at the hotel the next morning. Mm, Some of yeah, us did. Yeah, I did. That was not that great. Yeah, we actually meant to stop and get you breakfast, but we never did, did we? No. I had my little Quaker weight, uh, chewy bars. Chewy bars. Hey, they're good. Oh. Um, yeah, it was pretty awful, actually. Wasn't break- much else that day until we got into Chicago. No, just a lot of driving, a lot of talking in the car. Yeah. Michael drove most of the day on... Thursday, mm-hmm. like I would say 95% of it, actually. I think so, yeah. Because once I started seeing all the cops in Illinois. That is one thing to talk about, yes. There were so many cops in Illinois. We saw, we saw more cops on this trip. And I'm, Ever. I'm not exaggerating. As We've seen more cops this trip this year than we ever have all the other years combined. 100%. Be- we didn't count them on the way up, but there had to be at least 10 in Illinois. Right. At least. And we usually see one or two at most. Yeah. If mo- I mean, we're and on a highway. Normally, I drive about 85, about 10 over the speed limit. Yeah. Once I saw like the first like three or four, I was like, eh, Michael's good. I'm not, I'm just going to sit back here and try to sleep. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't want to get a ticket. Now, we'll talk about the way back <sighs> at the end. <laughs> um, what else do we do? We get to the hotel. We pretty much just crashed. We actually had a, couple hour gap because pat win from florida was gonna go eat pizza with us is that right he was coming in for like he just said like i just landed or something we're like we're gonna go to the hotel and this part was nice to me we had like about an hour and a half to two hour window where we didn't have to do anything yeah so you and michael went into your room me and jim went in our room we took a little nap mm-hmm. it was awesome 
and Michael and I rested a little bit, and Pat said basically some boner storm. No, we you, you only have so many copies of that left. We didn't want to mess it up, right? Um, but Pat messaged us. He's like, I'll probably be in. I think I think he said like five or five thirty or something. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I got another message. Just like wanted to double check. He's like, yeah, I'm almost there. I'm like, oh well, crap. We better uh, get right. out and go. So went to downtown Palatine and tried to find a place to park, and that was, wow, that was annoying. Oh, because y'all picked him up at the train station. Yeah, we picked him up at the train station. Oh, see, me and Jim and this missed is, out on this. And this is, yeah, we went without you. And this is before we learned on Saturday, or Friday that there's a parking garage down there. Right. So we picked him up, saw a couple of restaurants down there that were like, you know, we should try that one time. And then we came back, we picked you guys up, and we headed down to Giordano's. Yeah, Giordano's. So you get your fancy pizza. I did. There's going to be a theme for this whole trip food-wise for me, and I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it at the very end. So we went to Giordano's just because, again, it was the... Um, one, one experience. One experience that we always talk about and that Jen here. here hears about so i was probably bothered everybody by trying to do like live vicariously through our past years for jennifer it's understandable i mean so we went to giordano's uh the one in schaumburg we had appetizers which we normally don't do but right they were actually pretty good they were good um pizza was like it normally is pizza is just fine it is just fine and i, I think the the shine is just wearing off i agree so I think like I, I would was, be disappointed if I didn't go to Chicago Deep Dish Pizza, but I think I'm done needing to get my own pizza with my own toppings. Yeah, and I, I just don't want Italian sausage. And <laughs> I'm still of the opinion that I think Giordano's is best with just the cheese and the sauce. It might be. So probably next year we'll go to Lou's or something. Um, something different. So we ate there, and then we went to Grognard Grog Games. Yeah, Grognard Games. We saw uh, the owner Todd Warren. Mm -hmm. um, we saw Brian Thompson, which doesn't play, he doesn't play Blood Bowl, but I know him through um, Slurpcast. Slurpcast, and um, he plays like miniature war games with those guys, mm -hmm. and he um, also plays Super Show and stuff. Oh, okay. So that's how I know him. He recognized who we. I mean, we walk in and I, was it you or is it Jennifer that said somebody said, "Oh, uh, the Blood Bowl guys are here." Yes, at least me and Michael heard that. Okay, so. I think Jennifer heard it too. Yeah. Okay. So maybe everybody heard it except for me. That's possible. And I just thought it was interesting. I was like, "How the hell do they know?" We just walked in, and yeah. like more people know us there than I think really should have. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. That's kind of weird. <laughs> it was uh, a nice store, though. It was. A I nice like the gaming tables. It was different than I expected. Yeah, Two it was things. a lot less of a game store as much as just a war gaming store. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I I thought I thought it was going to be kind of like Wizards, except no focus on magic and more on war gaming stuff. Mm -hmm. And there was board games. There just wasn't as much board. Not games. many, but there was a crap ton of like table space, terrain, and oh, all yeah. that. So, good lord, I would have. As a child or a teenager, good lord, yeah, I would you, have hung if, out there forever and played war games. And Yeah, if you played 40K or War Machine or something, it'd be amazing. That has to be the place to go. Absolutely. And there was just so many tables. They had a campaign going for, I think, Kill Team. Don't yeah. quote me on that. It was some type of yeah, Warhammer like 40K thing. 
they had a cool campaign with like a map and stuff going on. Um, I think we all bought something from them. I, mm-hmm. I actually got a, a Blood Bowl model out of surprisingly. Out of, yeah, he had a thread model, and um, I bought T-shirts and dice. Yeah, that's cool. Another thing that I don't understand: if you own a game store or I don't know any why type of every store, game store doesn't have dice. You have to have dice. It's so cheap to buy, so cheap to make, and I spent two bucks because I wanted to buy something as a souvenir. There we go. Oh, were they only two bucks? I think so. I thought they were, I thought they were like five bucks or something. I don't know. Okay, I bought but, them. Or so. maybe I looked at something else. But anyways, whatever they were, I paid. I paid it. Nice little store. If you're into war gaming, especially, highly recommend it. Go there. I got to. I don't even know if I can talk about it. Hmm. I don't know if I should talk about it. I, I saw some Death Path stuff there. Oh, yeah. That I'm probably not supposed to talk about. But no, I, you can talk about it. I don't know if I should, though. I was told not to show a picture. Anyways, I saw the gaming mat for Death Path Kickstarter. So if it's you're out damn- there on the fence on do I want a, a Death Path mat to play Death Path on, they were really nice. I'm pretty sure Johnny would appreciate us. Let people know that it's, <laughs> I know, it was but, really nice, actually. But technically, I mean, that component is in. Um, yeah. And so. I'm sure we'll show photos later, but it was really nice. Yeah, it was really good quality. Um, so I got to see that. And I thought that was neat. Yeah. Um, what else was going on? What else did we do that night? I think we just went back. We went back to the hotel. We went to Oberweiss. Oh, yeah, Oberweiss. <laughs> we had to give Jennifer the full eat-till-you-hurt experience. Mm-hmm. So we went to Oberweiss ice cream, got ice cream there. But they took away got, my favorite ice cream. I got chocolate cake. And Steve got chocolate cake. They took away my favorite ice cream. Yeah, that sucks. But they had pumpkin spice, but I didn't want to try it. It was okay. Yeah. Um, we went back to the hotel. You guys did your own thing. Me and Jen went in our room and did our own thing. But I was helping Katie and Mike bring stuff up, and then on Thursday, wasn't it Thursday? No, that was oh, that was Friday. Jeez, I don't know what you're, I did on Thursday. Mixing, I think we were all exhausted, and we knew we had to get up the next day. I yeah. met um, I met Kurt Matson. I think which, that is what we did. Okay, another shameless plug for Death Path. I was selling um artwork. I contacted the creator, creator character people, and I was selling the original artwork to those who wanted it. And then I had the extra copies of artwork, original artwork, who people who didn't want theirs um, to sell at Chaos Cup. And um, I met Kurt Manson, which was Johnny's like childhood friend. Okay. And they came up with the original Death Path, you know, like back in junior high or whatever, where they rolled dice oh, and wow. made up rules and stuff. He yeah. was his buddy. Oh, okay. And um, when you see the character, I can't remember what the character's name is, but he's this cat in this like karate gi outfit. Mm-hmm. And it was like his best friend cat forever. And, it, you know, he put it down just yeah. like your cat, you know, had to be eventually and stuff. So he wanted that to be his creative character. That's awesome. And stuff. And, um, Anyway, so it was cool. He came up. He bought it. We talked. Like, he was like, it's so weird because, like, I'm okay, but I don't consider myself good. But, like, when people, you hand that stuff over, they're, like, really happy, you know? Like, I'm happy. I'm surprised anybody wants to buy it. And this guy's like, oh, man, this is awesome. You know, like. As somebody who can't draw anything, I know it's awesome to see someone who's just like, oh, yeah, I can draw that. No big deal. I know, but it's. I struggle too. I mean, people think I just whip it out. Oh well, no, of course not. But um, I don't know. It was really humbling. It was really awesome to see this guy's face light up, yeah. especially since this was 
you know how your pets become your best friend yeah. and everything. So like his face just lit up. He was so happy and excited by it. But he's like, I'm gonna get this framed. And I'm thinking this is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was like, I appreciate the money, dude. Cause <laughs> you just paid for my room for one night. That helps. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and then we, I think we went to bed. Yeah, I think we did that night. Uh, not much. Uh, we saw Chance and Drew briefly. Mm-hmm. We talked about what we we're going to do the next day. People are already downstairs hanging out. Yeah, there was a few. And then um, should we take a break and then go to Friday? Sure. Let's pause here like this. Pause. No, just, let's take a break. But pause now, traveler. Focus on the past as well as the present. Visit some of the world's most renowned museums. The Field Museum, to discover anew the wonders of the natural world. The Art Institute, with its world-acclaimed French Impressionist collection. And where perfectly scaled room replicas are preserved in miniature for all time. Explore the universe at famed Adler Planetarium. Visit the fascinating world of underwater creatures. All right, so let's go to Friday. Friday morning we got up. We had some breakfast at the hotel. It was hotel breakfast. Yeah. Free. I just had another Chewy Bar. Did you really? Yeah. That's all I had. Got you Chewy Bar, man. 100 calories and they're good. I like them. And they hold you over for like seven hours? A decent amount. Okay. not, Not seven hours. Okay. Held me until the cafe. So Friday, we decided to go into downtown Chicago. Uh, the plan was this year, and well, in years previous, we went to the Field Museum two years ago, then the, the aquarium, aquarium last year. So we decided this year to go to the Museum of Art Institute. Chicago, Chicago Art Institute. I guess is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we decided to go there. We decided not to drive in. We also, once again, thought, let's just take the train. Jen wanted to see it. And Jen's never rode the train or been to Chicago, so we go down to Palatine to catch the train. Yeah. Um, and we found, after <laughs> however many years we've been going down there, a parking garage that's right across the street that we should have known about. Right. It's been there the whole time. Hey, what do you know? Yeah. We picked up our tickets, got on the train, went downtown. Takes about 40 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. A lot longer going down than it is coming back. Sure felt like it, didn't it? Yeah, big time. I don't know why. I think it was more stops. You think so? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the excitement. You were like, couldn't wait to get there. Yeah. Um, We get there. We have to walk. I don't know if it was a mile and a half. I don't know how many blocks is what. We walked for a good 25, 30 minutes. Okay. So we probably walked. That was a lot more than a mile. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I hate telling people like... We walked a mile, and then people go, oh, that was only half a mile, fatty. Well, I, could, I could find out. Well, you don't have to. It's okay, not that big of a deal. Okay. It, it really was a good, I, I thought it was closer to like 30 to 40 minute walk. It might have been. But it was a good walk Yeah, down to the Art Institute. and uh, It's always cool to see downtown Chicago because we don't have anything like that down right. here. Right. Kind of, in some ways, it's cool, overwhelming, and makes me happy we're not down there. <laughs> Some, and yet, yeah, and then it sometimes I feel like I'm missing out too. Yeah, so I would love to live in Chicago in the summer, and then not in the winter. Like hmm. when winter comes and you've got snow and got to deal with all that crap. No, no thanks. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what do we do? We went into the museum. Mm-hmm. 
We paid. <laughs> Wasn't too bad. It's like 20 bucks. So we were behind Chance, who got the extra. He paid like $7 extra to see the John Singer Sargent exhibit. Yeah. Um, and we, I hadn't heard of him, so I didn't bother. Well, I wasn't for sure, but when I saw the like little piece of artwork that they you know had by his name mm-hmm. or whatever, I recognized that from art history classes and stuff. Like see, that. that's what you have. I mean, you've got art history over me. So, I've never taken art history, so I don't so know. So we thought everybody did that, so we went ahead and paid $7 extra. Yeah. And so we went through it. Uh, we all split up. Yeah. Because... There's just so much to see. So much to see, and everybody's at different paces and stuff. So I'm going to let you talk about it, and then I'll talk about it, and we'll move on. Well, I kind of just walked around. We came in at the Impressionist era, which was interesting, because like I said, I haven't taken art history. So reading about things on the wall, talking about how you know the Impressionism comes around from... Was that where all the Van Gogh and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It was a break from the realism of the time because it used to be that they would only paint what do you want to call it like high profile or grand designs Mm -hmm. so they would paint uh, churches or saints or stuff like that and the impressionists were came around like yeah but that house is pretty so i'm gonna paint a house right and it doesn't have to be realistic looking so that was neat to see that and like you said they i mean Frickin' Van Gogh's and uh, George Surratt's Sunday in the at the Lodge, whatever it is. Yeah, um, you know what we're talking about if you've seen it before. The pointillism Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte. And see, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff that was amazing to me because that was always a really cool picture to me. And the stuff is awesome. They has some some, some Toulouse Lautrec stuff. I just don't care about art. That's part of my issue, I guess. <laughs> well, so was there other stuff that you liked, though, somewhere else? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about your part before we get to that? Because we kind of we were okay, there at so the same time. Okay, so we kind time. of walked in some of us. Some of the group did split off. Yeah. Because um, TJ cause just went off on his own. I never TJ saw him totally again went the off end. on his own. I didn't run into Pat, so I don't know what he did. And then Chance kind of went off on his own after about... 15 minutes together. Yeah, and, and Pat actually had been there the year before, so he was checking out stuff that he hadn't seen the time before. Okay. Well, one, you could spend like five days in there. Easily. And probably not see everything. If you stopped and read about it and educated yourself. I would, and, Or if you did the audio tour, I would love to do that. Sure. Because then you actually learn about stuff, and I can, ex- I can more appreciate that in the view of what it is. Right. Um, some of the stuff I get... I get why it was important. Like you said, they changed the art style mm-hmm. and they painted it and all this stuff. But Van Gogh's terrible. It's it's really <laughs> interesting. Like I said. In, in my point of view. Now, and this is what's great about art is something I draw, because I've heard people already complain that like they don't like the death path art. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then I hear other people say they love something. Yeah. And that's what makes it art. And that's kind of, I've always told, my family doesn't understand this. My degree is in graphic design they still don't get that it's still art mm-hmm. because i can do a magazine page layout and if i show it to somebody if they don't like if i use the color green and they just don't like the color green they can say like this looks like crap you know what i mean yeah it's still art where my sister has a background in accounting 
And one plus one's always going to be two, no mm-hmm. matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is, you know, opinion in some of this stuff. I really liked some of that stuff, but I, I kept setting off the alarms because I kept getting really <laughs> close and I wanted to see the textures and stuff. Yeah. And I probably would have liked it more if I could touch it, but I know everybody can't, can't touch it. But I, I, I did like the textures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's some art I just don't like and there's other people I like a whole lot. And I think a lot of my understanding of it too is I'm coming from a very modern view of art. And we in the modern society accept that everything is art. You know, I that's true. I decide to take a photo of your penis. That's art, if I do it right. So it's a panoramic one. Well, it's thinking, you know, tiny lenses and stuff. <laughs> okay. But so your penis. But realistically, the it was interesting to see how you go from very gothic, very realistic interpretations of stuff, and then you go into impressionism where. They're like, it doesn't need to be that. We can do this, right? you know, sort of surreal take on a house. You get to Van Gogh, who's like, I'm on LSD. Look what I can do. And <laughs> right. it's it's still recognizable as a bedroom, but it's different. It's, you know, weird angles, mm-hmm. but that's acceptable. Then you see, like, Toulouse-Lautrec, who just decides, I'm going to paint this can-can dancer, and it's going to look cool. And then... You, you know, you do all that, and then that veers off to pointillism. Surratt, when he does that giant painting, he's just like, okay, I'm going to do tiny little dots. It's very structured, and we're going to get back into that. And then you see how it veers off onto modern stuff, how things get more and more deconstructed to where when we got to the modern stuff... Oh, I didn't like that at all. No, I... It was... A- I cannot. If somebody appreciates it, good for you. And I'm sure that they can, and there's a reason. I just don't understand it. There was one exhibit where it's just where you're in between four canvases of gray. Mm-hmm. So are you the art? All that shit. I don't know. I don't care. Right. I'm not to that. But it's interesting to see how it evolved to that. Yeah. So that was cool to me. The the one place I know people are listening. Yeah. Talk about Blood Bowl. Oh, shut up. Um, Jump to whatever it says. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the medieval stuff. That is where we really so, shine. I can't say enough how much I could have spent in those rooms. Yeah. I mean, like, everything has a l- religious background to it. You mm-hmm. know, it's paintings of Christ or this Iconography and, and all that. But they have a weapon, they have a sword. And the details on these things. They had suits of armor and weapons from, like, emperors and popes and king's guards and all this. It was amazing. All that artwork on that stuff just blew my brain. Because Mm -hmm. I was looking for, like, little mistakes that maybe you wouldn't catch. I don't know if I saw any. (laughs) No, if they made a little mistake, they fixed it or they started over. It, It was... It was incredible. Yeah. The detail of the weapons and stuff and the armor and the little things like, I mean, look, we're spoiled. So we think, you know, we go to Walmart, we buy a shelf, we put it together and like we put our comics or books or Mm -hmm. Blood Bowl stuff on there. You know, these people made stuff so long ago that it's almost we know society was around back then and people functioned, but yeah. in some ways 
we think 400 years ago was ancient times too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, they didn't do this. They didn't have that, you know. So it just it just blew my mind. It was amazing to see, you know, the suits of armor for people and for horses. Um, did you see that exhibit with the, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically not jousting, but f what was it, foot or hand battle or something where there's like a, a barrier in between them and you've got a long pole. And you're just trying to hit the other guy in the head with a long pole. <laughs> no. Did you see the shield that had like a cannon in it? There in, was in the shield? There was like a no. shield that you carried that had this little tiny kind of eye space for it, and you could load up like this gun cannon thing in there and you could fire it off. It'd be like something I would make out Dude. of Legos when right. I was a kid and go, This is my gun shield. And like I read the thing on it, and it was like somebody sold this to like a king, mm -hmm. and then the, or some type of leader who then said, "Okay, you're going to manufacture a whole bunch of these for our army," and it was like a big dud, you know, and yeah. you know, it cost a lot of money and stuff. And all that stuff fascinated me, all of that, and I could have spent all day there. And we spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. So, long story short, we went around. We never found the cafeteria. We would have been happy to eat like normal food, but we found the cafe where you were at at one point and we got some type of like dessert thing. Yeah. I got a scone and it was not good. I eventually found the cafe. It was pretty good food. It was expensive, obviously. Um, why does cafe food have to suck? It doesn't. They're always like a pastry thing. That's like rock hard or something. Oh yeah. That I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like those coffee things. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It, it was not good. Or I just always picked the wrong. I got, we got something that looked like toast. What looked like this? Oh, the tomato stuff on one? It? No, yeah. not the tomato one. The okay. other one, and it was, it was just, it was okay. It just wasn't good. Yeah, I got a burger down the deli. Oh, you did? Okay. It was a fancy burger. It was good. Oh, Mister Fancy. Yeah, but while I was going down there in that area, they had ancient art from you know 2000 BC to say we missed, the Roman era. Pretty sure we missed all that. And that was all. See, I I like that. I love ancient stuff. You know, that's why I'm a big fan of the Natural History Museum versus the regular art sure. museum. Um, we went, so we went to the, the sergeant stuff and, you know, we went mm -hmm. through that exhibit because we paid for it. We, of course. We were worn out, but we were like, well, here it is. We finally found it. We went through it. It's funny. He does these amazing paintings of people, these portraits. I mean, th they really are beautiful. They're giant. And they're beautiful. And you know what I enjoyed the most? What? The frames? No, the sketchbook. Oh, When yeah. you went around to it and you found his sketches on pages and yeah. stuff. And other contemporaries for that time, like the people he was like drawing with. Mm -hmm. I could have just poured through those sketches. Which goes back to like, I enjoy a comic book sketch draw type yeah. style more than I'd like. Or maybe more than I can appreciate a painting and stuff. I, I do appreciate because I don't know how they do that stuff. I really don't. Right. Um, so but, that's why I, but like I the... enjoy the the sketches and the drawings and stuff like that. And maybe it's because I can relate to some of that more mm -hmm. than I could the paintings. You know. Sure. Um, but yeah, I set off a lot of alarms and everything. <laughs> there was a in that was it the modern stuff or whatever that yeah. had a lot of boobs. There was some. Uh... Nude photography. Yeah, I was into that. We got to see some Lichtenstein, some Warhols, yeah. some Pollocks. I mean, all of this stuff that is mind-numbingly 
rare, expensive, critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. Right. So I don't know. So so I, we missed the ancient stuff. Yeah. But what we did see is downstairs they had, and this is about to wrap up the art museum for me. They had this place called the Miniature Room Model or something yeah, like this. Miniatures. And it was like, it was just hallways full of these tiny little windows that you could go up and it would be like, here's a bedroom. What a bedroom would look like in 1802 for a middle-class family. And they that were like cool. these little model things like. Somebody went to Hobby Lobby or Michael's or somewhere and bought these little yeah. things and made all this, which they had to have. It was really neat, but we were so tired. Yeah. Again, you could have spent all day down there and read everything, you know. And See, that's the type of stuff that I enjoyed seeing in the paintings was the representation of life at that time. Mm-hmm. So you see a street in Paris in the 1880s. And you see what people were wearing and what the street looked like. I, I tell That's why all I love that was all cool. photography. Yeah. For that same reason. So I liked that, but and another one, I don't know who it was, but someone, some guy, and I guess it was revolutionary for the time, decided to paint a haystack in morning light, in afternoon light, in evening light, in the rain, after the rain, like all these different haystacks, a series of paintings, but how the light affected it differently based on the time of day and everything. Now, I guess for the time, that was kind of revolutionary, as opposed to now, where it's like, well, yeah, duh. Right. Well, that's another thing, too. So we, we've seen this our whole life, so yeah. it's not something new. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah. I it, get it. It was just odd. <clears throat> um, we went to the gift store. We did go to the gift store. On the way out. And I found the greatest thing ever. I bet I found the greatest thing ever. What'd you but find? go ahead. You go first. I found... Your, th- your thing is pretty good. That is my dinosaur. It's a little T-Rex that I can put pens in the back of him, and he has a note stack, and he can hold a note in his mouth. Oh, I thought he was a tape dispenser. No, it should have a tape dispenser. Oh, he can hold the note. Yeah. So you can put a note, a post-it note, and put it in his mouth to hold it. Okay, that, that's pretty cute. See? Okay. But yeah, it also goes with the... Which I haven't found yet. It's in a bag somewhere. But at the Field Museum, I got a Brontosaurus in the Moldorama. Oh. So I need to go back Souvenirs to the aquarium Chicago. Yeah. and get a dinosaur from the, the aquarium. I found a keychain that oh, was yeah. a cat on some rice wrapped up as sushi. And on the package, it has a cat crying. And the package says, and I quote... Why am I sushi? Yep. End quote. And the cat is crying a diamond tear. Mm-hmm. It is, I wish I would have bought more of them now, and I wish I would have just left them in the package. <laughs> My kids all want them. They look like they're cat, they're cat sushi. I'm sure you can find them on Amazon. I know I can, but like. It would be a good Christmas present. No, if I find them now, I don't want to buy them. But since it was in Chicago, I had the but excuse can, to buy them. You can buy it for the Christmas and say you bought them in Chicago. No, and then when they listen to this podcast 20 years from now after you've died. And they, they ain't listen to this. No. They're not even going to care. It's amazing. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of you talking. And, and my your kids, kids will care. never listen. No, they won't care. It's interesting. I mean, that's just a fact. They won't no, care. Absolutely. So they'll think dad's just talking about boring stuff. My mom has hundreds of journals. See, you Tons never read of them. Jur- no. 
I, I, uh, no, you're, I don't. you're scared to find out some seedy details about your mother. I opened up one. Oh, and, here we go. Confessions from Kilowoggy. Uh, it was right at the time of their 20th anniversary or 25th. Mm, she gave you details of your father. No, she was talking about how she wanted a divorce and how she didn't feel right being there. Mm. But my mom also had major mental health problems. Sure. So it was at that point where I'm like, I kind of asked dad, I'm like, so I saw this. Is that any truth to that? He's like, no, I mean... She just wrote stuff and just how it was, you know, it, it, it's show like a day of Steve was sick today. That was it. Or, you know, something. It was all innocuous stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Man, we are way. It felt very. Talk Blood Bowl. Okay. It felt very <laughs> uh, dodgy. Dodgy. Way to sidestep around that ah, question. <laughs> I took a leap and it landed. <laughs> So the art museum was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, could have spent longer there, but at the same time, I, I was worn out. I would have rather just walked down around Chicago. Really? Man, I'm glad I went. And would I ever go back? I'd go back, but I'd rather just go walking down Michigan Avenue instead. All those places that we've gone to over the last couple of years, all of them, I would go back. But when you... Throw them in as like a rush job of hurrying up to get to Chicago, look around for yeah. five hours and come back. They're fun, but not as fulfilling. That's a lot of the issue, too, is, you know, we had to get back before seven and we had to catch the train and all this. Right. We didn't and get that's to go nobody's see the... fault. I mean, if we would have drove the car, we'd have been in the yeah. traffic for two and a half hours. That so. was horrible. But we so. didn't get to see the giant bean. Yeah, we went. Is that what they really call that? Yeah. The bean? Yeah, it's like a doorway to nowhere or something. There's, okay. there's some fancy name to it, but it's everybody calls it to the bean. It's a ball thing, bean it's thing. A bean. Is it really a bean? It's a bean-shaped thing. I thought it was like, I thought it had three points on the ground. You want me to pull it up? No, 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 no. I'll don't, pull it up. No, okay. I don't, want, don't I pull, pull it out. Up. Oh, pull it up or out? Up. No, don't pull it up and okay. don't pull it out. I won't do either. All right, bad touch. Bad touch. Um, Good song. Anyways, it's... All metallic silver. Yeah, so it's, it's very cool to see. It's cool. It's really neat. We went and took some pictures by it, like all mm -hmm. everybody else that was there. We saw about 500 weddings down that way. Yeah, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of people getting married down that way. Um, we made our way back, found a comic book store. We did. We found GrahamCrackers.com. GrahamCrackers Comics. Yeah. GrahamCrackersComics.com. Okay. Well, that's what they're... That was just called Graham. Okay. It's Graham Cracker Comics, but they also have a website. Kind of yeah. like milehighcomics.com right. has a website. Yeah, of course. I would have loved to actually looked around longer, but we were we found it by accident, and so we only had about 10 minutes to look before we had to keep on walking. So Yeah. I don't it's know very if I tiny. Would have, it's tiny, but it's packed full of stuff. stuff. It yeah. reminded me of the old school comic shops, but it was like in the middle of downtown. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have found anything to buy, but... I would have liked to just looked at everything for like an hour. Just the, it, it, the old guy and me. It felt like I looked at enough. Okay. But yeah, I, I get it. Sure. You don't like comics anymore. I you're, do. You're jaded. Okay. You're jaded. Look at you. You're all mad now. No. <laughs> like my whole kitchen's comic books. Steve, why am I sushi? Um, because you're edible. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of sushi, we do catch the train back. And we had to sushi that evening. Anything the train between? was packed. The On train the was packed. Yeah, yeah. But to be expected. Yeah, it was almost rush hour. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's what we were trying to get out of there because we want to gather at five thirty instead of or four thirty instead of like five or five thirty. Right. So because even the we got to pass the highway on the way back and that was horrible. I was so glad we didn't drive in. No, that would have been insane. Well, Uh, if we did, we would have just left at like seven. (laughs) Well, that's true. So we got back, and then I think we just hooked up with Craig. We hooked up with, we went back to the hotel. Did we have a little time? We had a little bit of time. Not much, no. Not a lot, but we had a little bit of time. And we hooked up with Craig and David Morse. Yeah. And Pat went out with us again. Yeah. And I hope that's everybody. I think that was everybody. I could check my picture log and find out if that was everybody. But I think I messed all that up. Yeah, because Michael didn't go downtown with us. He decided to stay at home, relax. Michael wanted to relax. So, yeah, that was everybody then. Because we picked up Michael, too, I guess I should say. Yeah, that was the thing you're missing. Yeah, we picked up Michael, and then we went over to Hakua Sushi, which we've gone to now the last five years. Something like that. It's quite a bit. And uh, we had some delicious sushi once again. It's still really good. Wasn't as good as last time. The, The rice was a little stickier. The normal. You don't like sticky rice? It's okay. What do you mean it's okay? Come on, dude. Normally they like pan fry that rice. And it's weird. It's it might still be fine. Different. They it changed still good everything sauce. in the store. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed the sushi again. This time me and Drew took notes so we could get the same sushi because I ordered a couple rolls. I was like, oh, these are terrible. <laughs> they weren't terrible. I mean, they sounded good, but yeah, they were terrible. They were, they were editable. I would have ate them. And liked them, yeah. but they were not as good as the other rolls we got. Let's put right. it that way. They they ranked last on what we ordered. So, but we got a whole bunch of food. We ate way too much. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Oberweiss again and ate even more. Yeah. Um, That's I, where I couldn't decide what flavor of ice cream to get, so I got three different flavors, and then just pretty much just ate the chocolate one. I tried one of their mixes or whatever, where they put candy in the yeah. ice cream. It was terrible. Really. The candy was all up top. It's not really mixed. I realized, like, I'm just eating this. There's no no candy in this ice cream. I was like, I'm not stuffing myself for just plain vanilla ice cream. That was kind of my thing. I I ate the chocolate marshmallow ice cream. And then I also had apple pie and pumpkin. Couldn't decide which. And they were a lot bigger scoops than I expected. (laughs) You had a lot of ice cream. So I ate the good stuff, and then I mixed it all together to where, like you do as a kid. gross. It tasted fine. Gross. You didn't do that as a kid? Mm, With Neapolitan, I did. That's that's even weirder. Why is that weird? No, like, okay, maybe I'm alone on this, but I I would get, like, vanilla ice cream. Okay. And then put chocolate sauce on top of it. Okay. And then mix it, like, until it's smooth. Oh, no, that's, that's normal. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. That's what I did with these three flavors. Okay, that's weird. But it tasted fine. It's like an ice cream suicide. Yeah, it was kind of. I don't know about that. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, if you want to do what you want, but I've kind of grown out of the suicide thing. I don't do yeah. that with soda anymore either. You know, on soda, it never tastes as good as it used to. 
<laughs> I, don't think ever, I don't think it ever tasted good. I think Probably you did not. that to be the weird kid that's like, oh man, he's badass. He put everything in his drink, I even would, iced tea. No, I would never do. I never do a full suicide. I would basically do like half Coke, half Dr Pepper. Oh, see, you're a wuss. Well, no, I just I was the crazy kid liked. that even put iced tea in there just I, to prove that I could do it. I'll and, do it. Yeah. I'm a man. If they ever had those little creamers, you put a shot of those little creamer things yeah. in there. Oh, it, was pretty, it was awful, but yeah. you were a badass, man. No. Man, Scott took a big old suicide. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, I wonder what kids call that nowadays. It's probably the same thing. No, they probably don't. So have a talk with your kids about suicide. <laughs> and then hashtag that. Put it on Facebook. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had to talk about we're suicide with my we're kids. We're awful people. Stop. Um... We went back to the hotel. We went to bed. No, that is not true. I'm missing out. Right before sushi. Oh, yeah. Mark Perry. uh, We met Sean Hennessy. He gave us some dice. He gave us some ogre dice, which were like big block dice. Very thankful. Um, Yeah, those were really cool. And one of my favorite colors, purple. So, like, that was really cool. Yeah. What time Um, that? We met him. We met Mark Perry. Mark Perry was doing the Sevens tournament. They had a lot of people. Yeah, I think they had 28 people for Sevens. Awesome. Uh, saw Nate Beam. Yeah. Uh, saw a bunch of other people there that I'm probably, if I forget your name. And that's where I ran into Katie and Mike and helped him put stuff upstairs. Right. And they got upset because they didn't have the right tables. Right. And then come to find out they haven't had those tables for years. Right. So the hotel lied to him. Then we went to Sushi, and then yeah, we yeah, came yeah. back and all that. So, And they were still doing Blood Bowl 7s. They were wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, what was weird about the hotel this year is they wanted everybody to be quiet at 1030 and out of the lobby. We had the most timid and meek security guard ever. Oh, yeah. It was a guy who's probably 23, just... <laughs> Sort of wandering around, looking at people, trying to figure out. He's like if your mom started dating a new guy who was kind of like a hippie wuss, mm-hmm. but he wanted to be kind of cool. So he's like, hey guys, can you just kind of... Can, can, you, can, can, I, can, can you guys just uh, be a little quieter? You know, at 1030, you know, you have to leave. Like, do we need to leave at 1030? Well, well I mean, you don't have I mean, to, but I mean, you if you wanted you know. to take games up to your room and stuff, that'd be kind of cool. You can continue playing know. in your room. That'd be fine. Like... Right. Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, right. we got to sleep. Right. So that's good. So, anyways, we got to do all that. Yeah. I'm sure we met somebody else and they're going, you met me and you didn't say nothing. Oh, man. It's a whole weekend of people coming up. I love the podcast. Okay. I Thank you. I think I remember. Oh, yeah. I've talked to you 500 yeah. times. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of that. It's like, ah, oh, damn, I can't keep this tra- straight. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Got to meet a lot of people. Anything else before Saturday? I'm trying to think, and since we got all this out of order, uh, we decided to go. To, I know me and Jennifer decided we've had enough. We better go to bed. Yeah. Because we are, I was already nervous for the next day because I wanted to play to win, even though I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. And so we went to bed. Yep. So we'll come back and talk about our first day of Chaos Cup. Yeah. So people who want to talk here about Blood Bowl can go to this point. Well this point coming up right coming up coming up after this and they're all convenient to everything professional sporting events such as baseball
football, basketball, hockey, and horse racing. Just about everything. Yes, yeah, sports enthusiast, it's all here in plenty awaiting you. Saturday morning rolls around. We get out of bed and go downtown. No, we don't go room. downtown. To the room. I was trying to rhyme. Oh. You're going to confuse people. Y'all went back to Chicago? I went downtown for no reason at mm. 3 in the morning. My girlfriend was there. I went downtown. Oh, I mean, we went down for breakfast. We had them. I had another Chewy Bar. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Dude, you're like. I was trying. It it didn't it didn't keep because we ate like crap most so of the nights. You're you're sacrificing breakfast, the most important meal of the day, eating a damn chewy bar when you had three scoops of ice cream that you melded together into an ice cream suicide. The I didn't night eat it all. Listen, Chubkins, eat a good breakfast, and you don't have to eat the ice cream later. That's where you save your calories. Okay, find me a good breakfast at the hotel. I. <laughs> Come Thank on you. Now. I'm not going to eat the the horrible hotel breakfast when I can just have a hundred calorie bar and be happy. The vegetarian, no, not the vegetarian eggs. <laughs> the egg white omelets were way better than the other omelets, but okay. you don't need eggs, so not that's your fault. Oh yeah. And I just was it the eggs' fault? The pancake maker is. Those were good pancakes this weekend. Put some peanut yeah, butter on them and some syrup. Mm. Okay. Anyways. Uh, we had breakfast, then we went up for Chaos Cup. Mm-hmm. So many people this year. What did it end up being? Hundred and first they announced it at a hundred and twelve. Yeah, like at the beginning, like unofficially, they said it looks like we got one hundred twelve, and it was really at, I guess, some people no showed or something. Yeah, I think three people d- or ended gra- up not showing. Somebody grabbed their stuff and just left and didn't tell them that that one. At what? least one person came in, got their stuff. And left. I don't know who. What? There was 109 people. That's weird. So, so somebody yes, else 109 people. The first time in a, a North American event has broken 100 people. And I don't know anybody that came outside of the U.S. and Canada. No, I don't think anyone did. Um, so that's we pretty had, awesome. I, honestly, how many Canadians were there? Grant and Jack? Um, Anybody else? I'm sure there was a few more, but I'm not sure. There none was, of the regular people. None of the regular Canadians that I remember. Yeah, it was Spoon and Jack from Maelstrom. Those That's all the, I know. Those are the only two I know for sure. Okay. I'm sure somebody else didn't go, dude, I'm Canadian. And I'm like, oh, sorry. That's possible. Um, but there was a big, a lot of group of, there was a big group of people from Florida that came up with Luff's group. A giant contingent from Florida and a giant contingent from Virginia. And then there was quite a few people from Vegas, from what I know. Or and at least at three least or four. Two, th- I only know two. Uh, Tim Martin. Oh, yeah, Tim Martin. Mark Duh. Perry, Doug Saunders, and I swear there's somebody else. I don't think of Tim as... I always thought Tim was... Uh... Well, I'm, th- I'm talking about Rocky Mountain Rampage, Oh, guys. okay, so that I'm, area. To be fair, sure. yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying just Vegas. Okay. I'm saying like the Rocky Mountain Rampage. And then whatever, Brian, too. Whatever that yeah, region yeah. is, okay. seemed to bring out quite a few people. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, 109 people. We should be very proud here in the United States. It's amazing. And if you live in Chicago and didn't play, you should be ashamed of yourself. You really should. Uh, Siggy Lama, we missed you. Yep. We're just telling you that right now. Um, and your cousin's not coming next year cause he, he got a girl pregnant. Got a baby coming. He's got a baby coming. <laughs> he planted some seeds. Uh, 18 years after the other one. <laughs> 
That is, poor was guy. Was that the d- difference? Yeah, he was talking about how the his kid is just about ready to leave house and everything, and then telling the girlfriend that she's like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> he's happy." But well, man, it's his, his fiance. Oh yeah, so still, still girlfriend. I know. I got you. Anyways, congratulations, David Morris. He's very awesome. It's gonna suck not seeing you next year. But um, what else? This is. Did we have? We didn't have any drama. She just did announcements. A lot of announcements. A lot Nothing of announcements. I don't even know. Too if I exciting. Really paid attention to the announcements. To be honest with you. No, we're all just kind of jerks and talking all the way through, <laughs> as we do. Yeah, we kind of did. Um, they were doing raffles, charity raffles for Meals on Wheels. Yes, Meals on Wheels in Chicago. I think by the time it was all said and done, didn't they get over three? No, they got about. 220 no 2200 or so they went over but then uh mike said that they would match did not match they would supplement it to go up to 2500 okay so chaos cup all together is donating 2500 dollars to meals on wheels that's pretty awesome that's amazing that's pretty good so they had their their tickets just in case you're curious they were I think five dollars per ticket, or if you got twenty, if you spent twenty dollars, you got five tickets. Right. So that was pretty cool. Spent a lot they of money had, on them. They I, had a lot of good things. Man, I spent a lot of money on tickets, and I won really? like the first two things that came up. Two of the first things I uh-huh. won: um, Stratomatic football, and then they had the role-playing books for champions and something else. I bought. $20 worth of tickets for myself and 20 for Jen. Well, I bought some for me and then basically both down since we had money. You okay. Know, I always buy some. But yeah, I was like, I'm hopeful. I'm going to win some stuff. I'm like, no. One, two things and then nothing again. I'm like, damn it. Well, out of all the things there and all the people, winning two things is still good. No, I'm happy. Um, I won two things. I, I won was wanting a- some paint. I don't have any paints anymore. Mm. I won that Luchador dice game that mm-hmm. won some award in like 2014 and then i won uh a set of necromunda stuff one of the big ones one of the big ones yeah, yeah. i kind of wanted that when it came out but like i didn't want to spend that much so sure. i was really happy to get it for what i paid for yeah <laughs> it's pretty neat um all right so i guess we should talk some blood bowl in our matches that would make sense um you want to go first round one or you and me too sure i'll go first so i was taking pro elves now, obviously, if you listened last time, we went over our rosters and everything, but I should probably just go ahead and do that again real fast. I took two blitzers with dodge, two catchers, one with block and guard, one with wrestle and dodge, and a lineman with kick, and then two rerolls. I love kick. This this whole tournament made me love kick. But first round, I went up against Anthony Sarlo. He was playing Dark Elves, and... That whole match, we didn't have any casualties against each other. Not a one. Just a whole bunch of pushing and knocking down, but nothing. Um, I had a chance for a touchdown and failed a three-up pass. So that sucked. And then at the very end, I'm pretty much all I need to do is pass the ball. I think it was a short... So zero, again, three up. Mm-hmm. And if I would have caught it, which I would have probably because it was to my catcher with catch, sure. then 
I could have ran up to my other catcher, handed off, and I think ran it in. He intercepts the ball. That's what else do. uh, So annoying. (laughs) So I ended up losing that one two to one. And it was it was a good game. Didn't have any issues. Like I said, it just couple of rolls and I could have won or at least tied. But that didn't happen. Uh, I played Bretonians. I had a 13-man roster. I had the four knights, the four yeomen, and all the rest were the peasants or serfs or whatever they're called. I had one reroll. Uh, my skills were on the knights. I had a dodge leader. I had just a dodge. I had a frenzy. And then I had just a sure hands. So then I had two yeomen with guard. So they had, you know, they come with wrestle. So they had guard. Um, I <laughs> I talked to Tim Lyons about this roster beforehand. He recommended going with the apothecary, not the extra player. I'm glad I decided just to take the extra players because that is a theme throughout the rest of the tournament. So round one, I played a guy. What's a theme for your life? Uh, his name is Tim, and I want to say Tim, Tim Carpenter, but I don't think that's right. Hold on, let me see if I have his roster. should have taken notes. Well, I kind of did, but then I found out. Scott is going into a manila envelope, which I don't even know why he has. Because nobody has those anymore. <laughs> These are the manila envelopes that our stuff came in at Chaos Cup. Oh, um, his name's just Tim. I forgot what his last name is because that's all he has here is Tim. Um, he's one of the guys from the Detroit, uh, group. Uh, he had an underworld team. One thing I'm going to complain about, and I understand why we didn't get him, but I wish we would have known we were only, we only got three copies of our roster. Yeah. And then someone was like, oh, well, they're going to give you more copies tomorrow. It's like, oh, okay. They, right. did, they did not. And there's a, quite a few people that's that don't do podcasts that want to exchange rosters mm-hmm. and we couldn't do that. So I was, that, that is one of my knocks on this year's chaos cup. Next year chaos cup. We'll have a printer. Well, next year we're going to make sure that I'm going to print off some rosters and bring them just for yeah. that reason. Cause I would have brought my own rosters. Sure. We were just told we didn't need to. Well, that, yeah, at that point, I don't want to step on the organizer's toes because I don't know if they're going to give us our rosters or generic ones. No, I, I get it. I'm, I'm just saying if I would have known in the rule, and maybe it says in the rule packet. To be yeah. honest, I didn't look. If it said I'm only going to print out three rosters, I would have printed three more. Yeah. And then I would have had one to hand out to everybody every round. Yeah. No no big deal. I took photos. So that's what I should have done. Um. Anyways, I played Tim. He had an underworld team. Uh, his team name was called Party Hard. Um, frankly, I thought, well, yeah. on paper, I should probably win this game. Should win it fairly easy. Just he had Fez glitch and only 12 guys. So whoever scores yeah. really quick gets Fez glitch off the field. And, you know, you're going to beat up Skaven and Goblins, right? Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Um, he beat me up. He had three casualties to my zero. Was it Fez glitch? Causing them or no, it was goblins that were doing it. It was just Ugh. it was ridiculous. Uh, now going into this game, I've never played Bretonians because um, me and Tim were talking, and he never played Underworld, so it was his first experience too. Okay, um, probably should 
probably should start practicing games if we really want to be serious, Steve. We've said this time and time again, but we don't. Well, that's why I took the the Pro Elves to Chaos Cup to try to, to practice, practice the World, for Cup. World Cup. Yeah, that was and good. I learned a lot of stuff actually. Right. So we just need to do that more, really. Um, or not care. Or not care. That's what but I'm I guess with. I care. Yeah. So, anyways, he had three casualties to my zero <laughs> for the longest time. I finally get some casualties back on him. Yeah. Um, long story short, the game ended one nothing. So I squeaked by. Um, with a win. With a win, one to nothing. All that complaining and you won. Oh, I want. You know what? I'm tired of people saying you can't complain. And no, win. you can complain. Just I expected you to, to come out of that like, and I lost one nothing. No, no, no. I I won one to nothing. Uh, three casualties to three casualties. I did not expect to get beat up by a bunch of goblins and no. stuff. And they well, were that's, just that's goblins though. It was just straight up like, ah, probably shouldn't throw this block, but I'll do it. And then casualties. <laughs> that's the most annoying thing. <laughs> it was very annoying. Um, There's nothing worse than, oh, well, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And he's going for it every time with every player. Oh, and he makes it every time. Great. Thanks. So you know how every year we talk about how, like, when there's a lot of people at Chaos Cup, you can maybe afford a tie, but sometimes it kind of lucks out on like who you play, when yeah, you play them, absolutely. the rock, scissors, paper matchup, or if you just play that one guy that's there to be goofy. I got to witness Brian two sitting next to me. Round one, the guy he's playing has this orc team and he's fouled with black blockers. What? And he's getting caught and stuff. And Brian two's, you know. Brian Two's being nice about it, like, oh man, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm over here struggling against the underworld team. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Brian Two, who can beat anybody in the world, is getting <laughs> gifted by this guy kicking him with black orc blockers. Now I'm not saying he would have lost. Right. I'm not saying that at all, but it's just like I was so frustrated sitting right next to him, hearing the guy going, Oh, got called out again. And, See, and, and also in a sort of a preliminary to later on discussions your strength of schedule gets hurt because you played an underworld team so that underworld team is probably going to lose a lot more games so uh, maybe yeah. your for, first round random draw hurts you it could because yeah. that is one out of six people who is probably going to suck later on it's possible right right you just never know um, and with this many people we got to looking uh we were all doing some head math, and you could have easily had multiple six and O's at the end of the whole tournament. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where they did top table. Right. And it was like, oh, this is going to be a very sketchy tournament at the end. Right. It, it was just funny to hear the different matchups. Like, oh, we, yeah. And it didn't help if, you know, if I had five casualties when the guy was playing, I was up two nothing, I wouldn't have cared. But I was just like, these goblins are beating my butt. <laughs> I'm struggling over here to barely win. And. <laughs> I was playing at one of the bottom tables, and we had so few tables and so many people, and the tables were smaller. I was a middle game, so my board was hanging over the edges because oh. we had to play end zone to end zone. And uh, that got kind of annoying. I bet. Because we didn't have any room for dice right. towers I, or anything. I would say the what, last 20 tables or the last 20 spots in the table... Like 80 to 14 or 100 yeah. or Something whatever like that. was, they had to play three to a table. Because there was just a lot of room. Yeah. Now, it is good. I mean, what was awesome about Chaos Cup having 109 people, she did a raise of hands of who's the first time here ever to play Chaos mm -hmm. Cup. And, and she always does. 
it was incredible how many new people we had. And then when she said, how many is this your first tournament ever was also incredible. So like hats off to all the new people might've been that guy's first tournament. And he just said, screw it. I'm gonna go all out and foul and all that. But anyways, and honestly, as long as you're having fun, who cares? Well, that's That's all that really matters. I never have fun. So, well, I know that. So I care. Even when you win. That's true. Uh, Mine's second game was against Raphael Justine from the Vegas area. He was playing Undead, and Pro Elf versus Undead can be a very sketchy matchup, I would think. Uh, I got lucky. He. Let me see if I have his roster real quick. So, on his roster, he had two whites with guard, one ghoul with sure hands, a mummy with block and frenzy, and a mummy with block. So, it was a pain in the butt. But I lucked out. That he took one of his mummies and was hitting me, and I stayed up, and he pushed me, and he kind of went down the line, so I think I kicked to him. He was pulling the other mummy back towards the ball, and kind of just leaving one mummy out by himself. Well, I had a whole bunch of elves there. I knocked him down. I fouled him. Knocked him out. So, it's a much better team when I can, you know, actually hurt him. I took the chance. I, I don't think I got called out. The first game, the first turn, Anthony fouled with one of his Dark Elves that had Dirty Player, got called out. So I was like, ah, heck with it. He only has 11 people. He's got 10 now. I have 12. I will go ahead and foul. And I got called out immediately. I was like, damn it. So with this, I KO'd his mummy, got from the foul. That was awesome. I ended up KOing two of his ghouls. And they didn't come back. I don't think any three, any of those three came back until the very end of the game. Hmm. So his team dynamic was much, much screwed up. And I was able to actually win that game two to one. He casualty three of my guys. I casualtyed one of his. And luckily, just with his guys being out, it was a much easier matchup for me. Hmm. So I was very happy. That's good. Beating an undead team. Yeah, always be happy about oh, that. Oh, yeah. My round two opponent, I saw somebody said I was playing a Vanderby, and I don't, I think it was his cousin. Was it Matt so. Vanderby's cousin? Yeah. I played. He had a Wood Elf team. I don't have a roster because he didn't have extra copies. Um, it was a pretty tight game. Um, it, it was one nothing for the longest time. I, I made sure to. I just grounded out and grounded out as much as I could. I yeah. was not hurting him as much as I wanted to. Um, he only had he had the Wood Elf team with two War Dancers and a Treeman, so I think he could only get. I think he only had eleven guys. I could be wrong. Sounds right. Um. Anyways, I finally started getting some injuries on him, and that's what I, the theme was: is to just try to hurt him. Um, I knocked his war dancers down a couple times, but uh, I got caught fouling three out of four times <laughs> Jesus. during that game. So he didn't casual to me at all, but I got my own three players kicked out <laughs> three out of Jeez. four times. And it never resulted in like getting a casualty or nothing. Yeah, but you, I mean, a war dancer, you have to. That's why I did it. Anybody else, I'd say no, but war dancer, you that, get one of those That's gone. why I kept telling him, I'm like, you know, like, I, I got to do this. Yeah. Now, I KO'd one of them once and stuff, but 
I never casualty anybody. I I won the casualty battle four to zero. Damn. I, I won the game. I scored a late touchdown. I mean, it was it was so late. I I scored. We had like a play left to set up. He's right. like, let's just call it. And we shook hands. I was like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. And he's hmm. like, it's totally up to you. And I was like, we, yeah, that's fine. We shook hands and we went on. So okay. So I won two nothing. I had four casualties. I was feeling pretty good. It's like, okay, so this is not going to be a tournament where I get beat up all weekend. So, anyways, if so, he continues to listen to his cousin's advice, he's going to be a really good player. Yeah. And even Matt came over and was watching us play. Um, he was like, you ought to just play it out, though, because you're going to be in situations where you're, like, tied and stuff. Yeah. You can always and win something. And Elves can score, because that's what I was telling oh, him. Yeah. I was like, you still have enough plays to score. And he's like, well, I don't have enough guys. And I was like... Your elves, and that's what Matt was telling uh, them. So there was a game I where I was down to better. three people, and it was still, you know, possible. Yeah, because you're elves. Yeah, exactly. So I think in time he's going to even be a better player. Well, so. That's good. All right, round three. We had oh, we had lunch. Oh yeah. So we took a break for lunch. We went to Portello's. Yep. We had food, Italian beef, cheese fries. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It's good once. Yeah. I, Let's put the. I I'd like the Italian beef sandwiches. I'm done eating French fries there though. They're just plain French fries. Yeah, they're they're pretty crappy. They're not really worth it. So I know from now on, just get me a sandwich. Also, they deliver. So instead of going there, we can just have it delivered. You don't have to pay for a service. No, they deliver through the the place. Okay. All right. So Plus, we're gonna, we're gonna get delivery. Even if it is, if if it's six people, we each pay a dollar. Who cares? Okay. In my opinion. Round three. Round three, I played Andy Welton and his dwarves. Andy Welton is a staple at Chaos Cup. I believe he's been to more than anyone else. Was he on, like... He's not on a streak anymore. Oh, he's not? Remember, he missed either last year or the year before. Oh, I think it was last year then. Yeah. His streak got broken at some point in the last three years. I forgot about that. Because it went to Brian Mitchell, Mm -hmm. who, back when they were doing the streak award... And then Brian couldn't come the next year. Yeah. And so, therefore, they stopped doing that award. Okay. So, I get to play. Uh, he's part of the Crippled System. I think they do still do the podcast, right? I guess. Or YouTube. From what I understand. And he has a really cool big board that he always brings. So, I got to play him. And he's got dwarves. So, I'm just playing along. Uh, kick off to him. And... I'm I'm using kick and like I said I'm loving kick because with my style I can be aggressive and I can put people in the backfield especially against dwarves the tiny legs they don't move that long that fast and I put a lot of pressure on him and he just runs to the side of me throws the ball in pouring rain makes like a long pass catches it in the pouring rain and just completely blows by me Dwarves. That seems right. Like, what the? Why are dwarves throwing? So he ends up scoring on me. Oh, that's what I meant to say. That note. My hmm. last game against the Wood Elves. Yeah. That was in a blizzard the whole time. Jeez. Which might have been in my favor because they couldn't sprint and get away from me. Anyways, go ahead. I think I had two pouring rains, a blizzard, and a very sunny. I just had the one blizzard. I only had else. two regular games. So he he ends up doing that, and then the, I think at that point I tied it up, 
going into the, the ha second half. So second half comes along, and we're just battling back and forth. He almost went end-zoned end-zone on me with dwarves. Like, the ball was about three squares away. He picked it up, ran, threw it, ran, and was trying to hand off, failed to hand off. I then had to go into three tackle zones to pick up the ball. I got it. I dodged out, got it, threw to my catcher. It, that was a quick pass, I think, but still pouring rain. Got it. I had to go for it twice. And as I'm going for it the second time, I fail. I re-roll. I fail. I have a guy in the end zone. The ball bounces to the guy in the end zone who's in a tackle zone in pouring rain. And I catch it for a win. What, you need a six? I think I just needed a five. five. But still. Yeah, it was just, it was total BS. And I was like, I'll take it. 100%, I will take it and be Dude. happy. So basically, the last play of my game, I won two to one. That's pretty cool, though. It was a great game. He's, he's always fun to play with. He's a nice guy. And you played him a few times, right? I think that's his second time. Okay. But we usually chit chat and stuff. He was ha he had a lot of stuff to sell for one of the stores there. Uh, my round three matchup was against uh, Rich Bonafonte. I think I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. um, he had an undead team. Uh, I don't know what to say about this game. It was a complete chess match both ways. Um, I get the kickoff. I can't score. He gets the kickoff. So I expect to lose one nothing at this point. But I keep trying to just. Stick with my strategy, you know. I, long story short, he had a tie zero zero. Um, he couldn't. He could knock me out, but he couldn't beat me up. He had one casualty against me. I had zero against him. Um, I had my chances. I my guy with dodge. All he had to do was make a dodge, and he could have got one guy to me, but it would have been a one die block. Yeah, on a blodger, but. I could make my dodge when I needed it. And then, you know, like he tried like a little pass and stuff and missed this and that. So we went zero zero and it was just a chess match. It was, it was really fun looking back, but boy, it was frustrating at the time. Yeah. And I guess I, I assume I was frustrating him just as much as he was frustrating me. I believe it. A lot of like calculated placement and stuff. And after this game, um, you know, Again, I didn't think I had a chance even being in the top 10, but you want to at least try. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so a tie's not too bad. A zero zero, you know, I'm still in this thing. You never know what happens. Yeah. So, um, anyways, fun game. My round four, I again play another undead team. <sighs> this time, Ken Washington's undead team. Somebody gonna get smacked up. Uh, so his undead team, to show the difference between the two, one mummy with guard, one with guard and block, a white with frenzy and tackle, a white with guard, and then a, a ghoul with wrestle. How many ghouls do you have? Three? Four? Yeah, three. Okay. So... Did he take any skeletons? No. All zombies. Okay. Rich's roster was a couple of zombies, a couple of skeletons. Just have the extra move? Yeah. 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 That makes I sense. I don't know. I think Rich is kind of like us a little bit too, to be fluffy. 
and yeah. a little bit of both. So. so I play him, and at the end of the first half, um, I'm causing... I'm I'm causing havoc. I'm not really stopping him, but I'm causing havoc. And he goes for a pass and fails it. So I was all happy that I kept him from scoring that first half because I would be up one to nothing. And then he got a reroll on the kickoff and used that reroll to complete the pass and got a touchdown. And that was the second time that someone has gotten a reroll and used it for a touchdown. Because I'm pretty sure Welton did the same thing on the one that he got. Right. Where you're so happy because you're like, oh, he's out of reroll. Oh, yeah, the kickoff. He, he got it. One, yeah. Damn it. So end up going one-to-one at half. And I'm trying everything I can. But at the end, he's just – he only ended up getting three casualties on me. But he got a ton of knockouts. And at the end, I have three people on the pitch – and I'm still just being annoying as hell, putting people on him, trying to hit him, knocking the ball away a couple of times. But he's able to get it down there and ends up winning two to one. But it's Ken Washington. He's really damn good. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain. I would like to win, but well, it is what it is. You had enough fear in him with your elves that he made sure just to get the two one win. Instead oh, yeah. of scoring quick. And- no, no, no. He made sure to take out as many elves as he could. Wow. The smarter coaches know that, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, round four, I played a guy named Chris. I think it's Orza or Oroz. Or, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like O-R-O-Z something. Okay. S. Anyways, really nice guy. We've seen him at Casca before. I'm, I'm about 100% sure of that. Okay. Um, super nice guy. He, he's got a shaved head like me. I'm sure you saw him around. He's the guy who won most casualties. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Really nice guy. Because of you. Probably because of me. Um, I'd like to say I'm part ownership of that casualty award. Um, You usually are. (laughs) Usually goes through Scott. So, breaking news on casualty stuff today. What's that? Actually came out just today. That someone won um, some tournament in Germany, I think, with Norse had... 40 casualties in six games. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, but piling, piling 40 or 30. Pi, piling on's that messed up. It, Can't yeah. be 30 because 30s, people yeah. have gotten 30. So, yeah, before. it'd be 40. No, and it's because of the mighty blow piling on uh, Berserker yeah, with a well, jump up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which we'll is get not into really later. A, a real rule, even by GW. We'll get so. into later. But uh, I just figured I'd throw that out there because that's amazing right um so anyways i played chris yeah we sat down immediately he um he wants to give me a beer and he had all these different crafts of beer that's nice i'm not a big beer drinker but i took it i was happy to accept his his offering right he also had these awesome 3d printed um scatter templates and stuff. He's like, pick you one out. You know, pick whatever you want out oh. and stuff. And he's like, I only have these left because everybody took this one and this one and this yeah. one. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'll take one. So I got a dwarf one since Jen has a dwarf yeah. team likes to play them. The other ones were like Skaven and I think Orc. I could be wrong on that. But anyways, really cool. It was like really nice of him to give out some gifts. Are they done correctly? Yes, they're done correctly. Good. Um, 
Well, then we he has a Kimri team with all the Tomb Guardians with Mighty Blow, which is something uh, very similar that I've ran before. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this didn't work for me at all. <laughs> this means it's going to work for him amazing. Mighty Blow never... So I just got to stay away from him. That was, that was one thing... Sorry, interrupting again. Andy Welton's dwarves. He had Mighty Blow on almost everybody. Didn't matter. Huh. He wasn't causing as many casualties. I mean... Mighty Blow, for me, at tournaments, never works. Right. Well, let me tell you something. For Chris, yeah. they worked all the time. Um, long story short of this, I gave I gave him one casualty, eventually. I think he regened it. I could be wrong. He gave me eight casualties. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you do the math, that means I only had five guys left near the end of the game. Do you have, oh, yeah, you had 13. Okay. Yeah, because I had yeah. 13 players. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you believe I won this game? God. I scored it in the first half. Um, then I kick it off to him because he didn't have time to score. Yeah. Um, he, was he playing the game or was he just trying to do casualties? He was going for casualties. He was going for the win. Okay. So here's what happened. He, (laughs) I, I get what he did and I'm not saying it's wrong. I got very lucky to do what I did. He based my guys. He set it up. I had one little hole. Mm-hmm. I had to dodge away from a guy. I had then to go into the hole, dodge out of the hole, then move around. I think go for it once, maybe twice, to hit him. Hit yeah. His ball carrier. Still, I'm down a lot of players. But I thought, I'm never going to get another shot on him. I mean, it wasn't the typical cage. Mm-hmm. He just had this big like cloud line and stuff. And it, this is the only ch- chance I saw the hole. And I thought, I can either not try this and probably get beat two to one. Or I can try it and still get beat two to one. Yeah. So I did it. I hit the ball loose. The ball went forward. The next play, I think he tried to clear off a guy. And he, I think he double skulled, double skulled. Or something, mm-hmm. uh, both down skull, both down skull, I think is what he did. Anyways, bad dice. I picked up the ball, ran in there, and I stalled as long as I could, which was not long at all with as many guys as I had. I went up two to one, <laughs> and then he came down. He, he just prayed. protected the ball more. He scored because he had to score quick, and then I think he kicked off with I don't know if I had five guys on the field or if I had four guys on the field. But what I ended up having to do, I I took a picture of it. I had a guy in the very corner of the end zone and another guy <laughs> caddy corner to him just to protect the ball. It's like, yeah. you're going to have to dodge in here, hit the ball carry, knock him out of bounds, and then hopefully the bounce goes your way. And at that point, he couldn't do it. And I won two to one despite giving up eight casualties. That's amazing. It was crazy. And if I was him, I'd have been furious. To his credit, he, he laughed it off and said, you know, this is a blood bowl sometimes. I yeah. shouldn't have, he said, I shouldn't have left that small gap, but I didn't think that you would, you know, necessarily try that. And but, you know, I needed everything. It's one of those I, things you have to do it. You know, I got it. That's that's how it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at this point I'm three wins and one tie going into uh day two. Now at this point, Honestly, as many casualties as I gave up, which is 12 at the time, 
I'm frustrated because I'm really not trying to let people tee off on me. I'm trying to back up, right? Clear people off my people, and it just doesn't. You're trying matter. to keep your people alive, and they want to die, right? Yeah, and it's it's. I was two things. I was really proud of how I played. I wasn't getting tilted. I just kept sticking with it. I kept remembering. I think Drew said, you know, just stay in front of people right. on defense. Just stay in front of people. And as an overall theme for a Chaos Cup, you know how, like, sometimes I always say, like, I think I hold on to the ball, try to stall one play too long? Yeah. This time I decided I I better score when it's for sure a score because I'm going to have to just play defense. So, um, And I was really proud of my defense, even, even after day two. For the whole tournament, I was really proud of yeah. my positioning and defense despite the results for the overall tournament. My first game, I probably could have stalled and gotten a tie. Like, I don't know if I could have completely stalled and gotten a tie because I was going in for the touchdown. Right. I was pretty sure I could, but he's also elves, so I figured right. the chances of me actually stalling about five turns, not great. Right. So I just decided, eh, screw it. I'm going to go for the touchdown, and then I'm going to try to win. And that's when I lost. I think you But I'd rather, to. especially first game, you know. I don't know. No, I I'd rather go for a win than just draw out a tie. Right. Unless it's like, I shouldn't be winning this. I just, I'll be happy with a tie. Right. Um, so that was that. So that was that. A very <laughs> mentally exhausting day. At least on my end. I was, I was worn out. Yeah, right after the end of that, uh, Brian too and Aaron Wisniewski. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is that his last name? Yeah, Wisniewski, uh, I think. Father Gaius, Gaius, whatever. They had they they ran the World Cup meeting to see who's interested in going to the World Cup and lay out some ideas. Okay, try so, to get some squads well, put together. I want to step back just for a second. At the very end of round four. Okay. Was it round four? Yeah, I believe it was round four. Is that when Steve Risk came in? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> wow, my head is... I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. My head is all weird on where I was and everything. <laughs> well, you had just drank a beer. So, yeah, so Steve Risk <laughs> came in. If you don't know who Steve Risk is, he's the guy that... Uh, is the creator owner of SRG Gaming, which is which Super, is Super Show. Show, the wrestling card game. He flew in to be at the event, the tournament, extra tournament that was held after round day one of Chaos Cup. So it's really cool. I'm playing a game, and all of a sudden, I hear a Scott Prime, and he wants to give me a hug, and he's like, yeah. "Sorry to interrupt your game and all this stuff." And I thought that was really cool. That yeah, it's awesome. I was like, dude, you should be the celebrity. I, I like playing your game, and you're <laughs> hugging me. <laughs> yeah, but you're the talent, man. You're what sells the cards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Anyway, so you had a nice World Cup meeting? Because me and Jennifer went to Panera Bread to get yeah. a salad. It was nothing groundbreaking interesting. It was basically, if you're interested, here's some information. Let us know that you want to go. We can try to pair you up into a squad, stuff like that. Okay. And then... I guess you you got Panera Bread, but me, Michael, Craig, Pat, Jim Luft, Spoon, all decided to go to the Tap House down by the train station. Right. Because they had a couple of really nice 
restaurants down there. It ended up being a really cool little downtown area, which that's what they do. At really good food. Like it was a bar. It was right. a restaurant that had a bar. So, and our waiter was probably doing drugs. Like he was. I heard about this. Super, super. Hey guys, how's it going? It's really nice to see you. What's your name? I need a name for the tab. Uh, Steve. Hey Steve. Great, great to meet you, Steve. Ah, it was a great time. You guys having a good time? Just going off the rails the whole time. Until a little bit later on, he's like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, you having a good time? And then he comes back later. Okay, we'll go back, 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 back. She's like, damn, dude. Um, But we ended up getting there. And all of Virginia, all the Virginia people were there. So oh, yeah. giant table full of red shirts. And... I think, what did I say? We had six people, seven. I would say we have about three times as much fun as they did. They seemed very somber and enjoying themselves. <laughs> and we had Spoon and Michael and everyone just getting shots and doing oh, rounds see. and flights and cheering. and. That's great. It was a great time. <laughs> it was a great. I think it was my favorite meal. I got fish and tater tots. So we... And then Doombeard Dave ended up joining us when everybody oh, else left. Cool. That's nice. Yeah. So did he uh, play slow jams for you and, and dance not, with you? Not at the uh, at the table, but okay. he was doing that at the tournament. Hmm. Not the dancing, but playing slow jams. Like actually playing music. At yeah, the he's tables? playing tournament. He's playing music. Really? Little annoying. I never played. I don't know. What I, 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 I don't know that. how close I was to him, but I could hear it at huh. the first couple of rounds. I don't know what I think about that. That's the weird. first time we went to Chaos Cup, someone was doing that. They were playing music. Remember hmm. that? Um, it was annoying then. Probably if you then. jog my memory, but I can't remember. I can't remember who it was, but someone had a radio. Um, it was pretty annoying. So, originally, me and Jen just wanted to get food and go hang out. Right. And then once Steve Riss got there, because we weren't planning on playing the Super Show tournament. Sure. Um, so instead we, since he flew in from New York yeah. unannounced, we thought we'd stick around and hang out with him. Of course. So we hung out, got food, ate there. Did we, you sign some cards? We signed some cards, which felt really weird and surreal, but like he wanted us to sign a bunch of character cards and some of those spectacle cards, the ones that with the blanks. I don't know those. Those are like cards you can win outside of it. Like if you went to see... Jake the Snake Roberts wrestle at the Oklahoma City Armory. Yeah. You could have him sign that, and like it says, like interfering a match. Oh, and it'll say like, you know, take one random card from somebody and discard it, and you draw a card or something. It's just like a extra goofy stuff. thing yeah. that you can play outside of the game. We don't use those when we run our tournaments, but okay. they're kind of cool. And Steve had us sign some of those too. Um, me and Steve was supposed to play a game because he's like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to play a game and stuff of Super Show because I want to play against the Scott Prime and all this stuff. We never got around to it because they kept playing their tournament and then, like, everybody wanted to crawl in his mouth of and course. play a game with him. So finally it was – it felt like it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, but I think it was, like, 1030. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to get to play him. I mean, I could if I waited till like one o'clock or right. something. So I finally was like, "Dude, give me a hug. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow." And he's like, "Okay." And, you know, we went to bed. Maybe it was closer to mid- 
11, 11.30. But it was, it we felt We got back super... about 11.30, and there was still some people playing. Okay, so it, it might have been to... between 10.30 and 11. Yeah, um, but Michael and I, Michael was imbibing a little bit. Uh-huh. So it was basically, we came back, we checked in people, what they're doing at the room, and then we went to bed. So I will say this. So we met Steve Risk and his wife and his daughter, mm-hmm. who flew in, and Pat from... SRG, who always comes up there. Yeah. Um, if you ever do play the wrestling game, or you hear us talking about it, or you listen to Slurpcast and they talk about it a lot, it was really cool to meet him because you're always kind of scared to meet people in some ways. Like, I get this way with comic creators. Like, if I love a comic and mm-hmm. then I see them, I hope they're not jerks. Yeah. Or buttholes or anything like that. Because then all of a sudden I'm going to be like, I ain't ever supporting this dude again. Yeah. I'm not buying anything. All this made me do is want to support this guy even more. He was genuinely really nice. While we were there talking to him, and you know, they're running this tournament, and they have product there that they're selling and stuff too. Yeah, he's answering rules questions to people all across America who's playing Super Show, and they have a rules question. That's awesome. And I was like, "Do you get bugged with this all the time?" And he's like, "It doesn't really bug me, but yes, I get all the time because mm-hmm. I do my best to answer all these." everybody i can and he was like because this is our community what is what makes this game which i bring up because the blood bowl community is like that too well i was gonna say in a lesser sense um eric nyberger listener of the podcast mm-hmm. came up and chatted with me real quick both of us mm-hmm. i think it was sa- sunday morning can't remember but we got to chat chatting a little bit he's like you know mess i've talked to him online a bit and he's like, real big fan of the show and everything. And then I was like, oh, I got to go do something and ran off and completely forgot about getting back to him. <laughs> so just today I was like, dude, I am so sorry. I just remember that I ran off on you. I didn't mean to. I had something else come up. He's like, no, man, it's cool. He's one. I was like, okay, I just want to make sure. Steve that... had the trots. No, <laughs> that was at Grognards. That's why I bought a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, it's bad when you have to buy a t-shirt for using the toilet. That's a true story, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I just wanted to let people know, if you yeah. ever thought about buying the game or thought, oh, I'm spending too much money on this game, he's really genuine. He definitely nice. seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, he really was. It. We talked about some behind-the-scenes stuff, just because, you know, I'm curious, like, how you run your business and this and that. And well, plus, I mean, you're a big wrestling fan, so you want to know how he gets... And he actually, like, shared information and stuff with us, yeah. so if... I will say this. If some of the things do come to fruition of what he was talked about and hoped for in the future, yeah. it should be really cool. So, That'd be awesome. Um, so good luck with everything with that. And thanks for coming out, Steve Risk. Anyways, that wraps up Saturday night. Okay. I want to just take a break here, and then we'll come back with Sunday. Let's definitely take a break and talk about Sunday. Here is a metropolis of many cross-cultures, of diverse attractions for young and old alike. Dining in Chicago has a special meaning for the gourmet and the adventuresome. All right, we're going to talk about Sunday, Bloody Sunday. So I didn't sleep well at all because... You were so excited for pancakes. 
<laughs> no, it's just like I talked to Brian too the night before. Because you had three wins and one tie. And nobody else. I, I found out. You were tied no, for the top best record. That's not true. I didn't talk to Brian too till that. I still didn't sleep well because I was like, there's got to be a few people undefeated, but I'm still kind of in it if people tie or yeah. lose or whatever. I then talked to Brian too that morning, and he was talking about how everybody in the top tables tied. Yeah, it's crazy. There and was then, a possibility of three or at least two six well, and O's, and there's and, nobody undefeated. Right. He was like, there's at least eight of us that are, are have the same record at, at three wins and one tie. And I yeah. said, I have three wins and one tie. He's like, no, you don't. And I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, really? Like, because I was... Because you were on table five. I was at table eight when I played Chris. Eight? So there on was... On day two? No, 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 no. Okay, no. On day two, you're at table five. I ended the day on, on table eight yeah. in round four. So Brian, too, because the top tables was one through, I believe, six at okay. the very top tables. And that's yeah. what he was talking about. Everybody tied up there. Oh, okay. So he only knew of those 12, you know, 12 to eight people or whatever. Mm -hmm. That, Anyways, long story short, there was more people... All of us with the same record than he, he even thought, you know, from his educated guesses. Yeah. But the whole night before, I was just thinking, like, if something breaks well, you know what I was more concerned about is getting a better record than I ever have before at Chaos Cup. All I got to do Sunday is win one game. All I got to do is tie one game, and it's a better record than I've ever had at Chaos Cup before. Yeah. So I go into Chaos Cup. <laughs> so let's talk about breakfast. Oh, yeah. Let's do breakfast. Went to Walker Pancake House. We did go to Walker Pan Pancake House, and it was amazing as always. One yeah. of the better meals I always get in Chicago. It's really good. It's, and really it's just good a really place. weird place. It's like the interior. It's really fancy. Yeah, the interior just it feels like they put so much money into that. They probably did at some point. Yeah. I work with a lady who knows about Walkers because she's from the Chicago area, and oh, okay. I guess that's like a big deal up there. So huh. she's like, oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so, it is really good, though. It's, um, a, it's a nice way to start the day. Just go was. out, leave the hotel, get some nice breakfast, ease your way into the second day. Right. So I played a guy named Mike Kuhn. Um, he had Chaos Dwarves. A really good coach. He did not have a Minotaur. He had, I believe, 13 guys because he had two Hobgoblins on the bench, huh. which was odd. Yeah. I thought. Um, he had Mighty Blow, Mighty Blow Claw, you know, right. Break Tackle Tack you know block or whatever on his bull centaur stuff like that he did not put any skills on the hobgoblins though i mean like if when i ran him i put yeah. sure hands on a hobgoblin did the running with them and stuff he put all his skills into the positions that matter um, there's logic to that i was up one nothing uh i was up one nothing at halftime i was up one nothing with about four plays left to go in the game and then he finally scores. Um, I give up the touchdown. I have six people left in the game. Jeez. Uh, so I'm thinking, well, we can still try to win this game because at this point, it's all or nothing. Yeah. Just like you were thinking in that first round. I was like, I have to win just for a small chance with all of us tied because maybe everybody. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Everybody ahead of me, maybe they're tying or whatever. So it's like, I have to try to win. Well,. He kicks off the ball. I position. Um, he, 
I choose not to move my surfs out of the way. I don't. I choose not to draw. Um, right. To um, dodge them out. Well, he like stuns, stuns, KO. And I'm like, Jiminy Christmas. Jeez. Now I got to just try to get the tie. So I go back in my corner to try to stall out. I believe this is the one time I made a mistake, but I did not see it at the time at all. Um, anyways, long story short, he he had to do a lot of like... For him to win the game, he was going to have to do a lot and get the ball to get thrown in from the crowd at a perfect position. Right. Um, like I said, I made one mistake where I probably should have threw a block and put the dice in my hands instead of letting him make the mistake. Mm-hmm. Although up to this point, me with that strategy of let them make the mistake worked out. But yeah. Looking back, if I could go back in time, I think I would just throw the dice and try to make my own fate a little bit. Anyways, I didn't. He managed to do what he needed to do. He got the ball to get ball carry to get pushed out of bounds. The throw went back and forth, back and forth because it's in that corner, mm-hmm. and then it finally went out. If it would have went one square to the left or right of the hobgoblin or behind the hobgoblin. He wouldn't have had enough movement, but it went right in front of the Hobgoblin. Um, he then uh, positioned like a Chaos Dwarf in the end zone just in case if he fell that yeah. he could get the hop. Um, he picked up the ball without a re-roll. He went for both with no re-rolls. Anyways, I lost 2-1, to one and the dream was over. But before the kickoff, after it was tied 1-1, one to one, we, we had such a crazy tight game. He got frustrated at one point and like acted out, and he was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that." I was like, "Dude, <laughs> you're talking to the one guy here at this tournament that doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I know you're not mad at me. You're mad at the game. Take as much time as you need." Yeah. And then before that final kickoff, though, I said, "I'm just going to shake your hand, and say good game, no matter what, because one of us is going to be mad about this." And he's like, "Okay," and you know, and, <laughs> and it was and you. It was Yay. me. So, but I wasn't. Uh, Yes, a lot of stuff had to happen for it to go his way. Right. But at the same time, I played well, so I wasn't so mad. Like I always say, it's like poker. If you make all the right moves and you get screwed by fate, that's just how it goes. I mean, I gave up five casualties. And I and he had guys in the KO box, too. So I was down. Yeah. Um, it's hard. So I, I did what the best I could with what I had. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. So... Um, so there's my round five, and the dream was over. Well, I had no dream to dream, so I was going up against Noah Winden and his orcs. And on this, I went up, and then he tied, and then the whole second half was a, like just a cluster all over the place. But I got him on the sidelines. I pushed his guy out of bounds, or the ball went out of bounds. It bounced exactly where I needed it to to try to get it and then he i failed and he picked up and got it so eventually i knocked down his thrower the ball bounced and i i it's just one of these dumb things of i'll just put my catcher in here because he has dodge you know i got it he's in three tackle zones the ball bounces to my catcher with nerves of steel (laughs) and that's all i needed i got that and then I just dodged away, made two go for it, and got the touchdown. I ended up winning two to one. That's awesome. 
And that was one of those times I got a quick snap and got a two-turn touchdown. It was like, yeah, I need that. Yeah, so. there you go. So instead of lunch, we just hung at the hotel. Yeah. Because we had a big breakfast. Yeah. And then um, round six, I played Oklahoma own Scott Hess. <laughs> and long story short, he whooped my ass. And before this game, there's no way I can cry about any dice rolls. No matter what, we I share dice with everybody. Despite the casualties, despite this, despite that. This game opens up with a uh, pitch invasion. He knocks five guys down. I only get one knocked down. And it was just, it was over before it started. And I was super frustrated because, like, I feel like every Sunday at Chaos Cup, I just crap the bed. And I know I'm playing higher coaches because both times this has happened, or the third time this has happened. It's because I've done really good on day one. And then well, I come yeah, into and that's the double-edged sword because you're playing a much higher level at that point. Um, you're not playing at the bottom where it's easy to get a couple wins. my sure hands guy was like, you know, two, re-roll two, two, re-roll two, mm-hmm. two, re-roll two. And it was at a point where, like, I was like, he's my friend. But I didn't want another award going through me. It's like, just score because you don't want to give him a chance for the best defense award. You don't Mm want to, you at least want to make him earn it. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get crap. So I ended up getting smoked. And um, his Norse team wasn't even the optimal, you know, Norse build with just a ton of linemen and just the berserkers. He had had the Ulf Runners and stuff on there and the Ice Troll. Just whooped my butt. He didn't get many casualties. He got a lot of knockouts and stuff, but not many casualties. He got two casualties against me. I got zero against him. I got beat 3 nothing. It was awful. Well, my sixth round. And it was so depressing because it was just awful. Yeah. Unlike, unlike the game before. Oh, sure, yeah. So it yeah. wasn't. You didn't even have a chance. But I also played Norse. And I hope you fared better. So throughout this whole tournament... I've been getting pretty lucky on casualties up until this game. <laughs> um, I played Eric B, and I chose to kick to him. I won the roll. And as soon as I go to do the kickoff, he goes, well, you're going to get a blitz because last game the guy got a blitz or something. I was like, I will gladly take that. And he got I got a blitz. So oh, that's good. He gave me. It was so frustrating, too, because he gave me some league dice. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. So I went and got him some league dice of ours. And because I had to go get pink bands for mm-hmm. the mutations. And uh, so I gave him the league dice. And then he proceeded to use those to destroy me on armor. <laughs> he, Never fails. He kept hurting me. And it was so frustrating to see our dice being used against me as just a battering ram. He ended up with six casualties against me. That was more than I had the whole tournament. Well, no, not quite, but still. Before that, the most I ever gave up was three. But um, he had three casualties by half. I was down to eight people. I ended up getting a quick snap, and the ball goes out of bounds. So I scored in two turns, basically. His berserker with piling on and mighty blow and jump up... That was the guy who was destroying me. Just like before, like we were talking about the most casualties. Mm -hmm. That's an insane combo. Because that guy, 
he just gets up, comes and hunts somebody down, takes them down, and then, oh, I broke their armor? Okay, I'm going to pile on. Or here's a mighty blow. Or, mm-hmm. And if I'm, I'm already down three people, I can't exactly foul him. Right. Because I'm going to get called out, and then I'm down another person. It's right. going to be easier for him to get more people out. It was so frustrating. It's less frustrating if this was the rule by GW, mm-hmm. and we just had to live with it. But it's not. They changed the rule, yeah. and the NAF will not acknowledge it. Yeah, I, I hope that changes. I don't hold any hope it will, but I hope it does. So the I was up to 2-1. to one. And after I scored, um, I think I was up two to nothing, and then he scored. So I was at three people at the end. No, I kicked to him. That's what it was. And he was going down the field trying to tie it up. I was down to three people standing. I pulled off some elf BS and did a one-die pal onto this ball carrier. Knocked the ball out was able to pick up the ball, and this was his sure hands guy, so casually him. Nice. And I was able to pick up the ball. I dodged away. I ran to my to the end zone. You know, it's the way he's going, but I don't have anybody left. So I'm running away as much as I can. And I've got the ball on my blitzer with block, dodge, and sidestep. And he has almost given up hitting this guy because he can't take him down. <laughs> right. And every time he hits him, it just gets pushed and it gets pushed. And it was crazy enough that when I did the elf BS, this is the mutation round. So mm-hmm. he took two people with prehensile tail. I had to dodge into three tackle zones and two prehensile tails. I got a six. Then I had to dodge out of two prehensile tails into two tackle zones. I got a six. So I did all that BS. I got it. And he's just so frustrated at my guys because he can't take them down. Because at this point, it is two uh, two blitzers and I think a lineman. I think my catchers are gone. So I'm at the the sideline just hoping that, you know, if something happens and he knocks me down, then... The ball goes out of bounds, and hopefully he can't get it. Well, he's got a guy with diving, not diving, he's got a guy with um, prehensile tail and an orf runner right on me on the sidelines. So I'm debating. I have dodge. So I can dodge into one tackle zone and then dodge out and just run away, make it harder for him. Or if I stand there, he hits me with the regular guy with two dice, then he got two hits on me with the Orphaner with two dice. So it's six dice, and I think he had a reroll. So eight dice mm-hmm. versus me dodging away. I'm like, I have to dodge away. This makes the most sense. I dodge. I fail. I fail the dodge reroll. The ball bounces right into his freaking Orphaner's hands. I, I know and that. And he walks like right into the end zone. Scott he didn't has have to do anything. With the Orphaner, too. Yeah. So, uh, there was a, we had two turns left, so there was a slight chance of a riot giving me a chance, because he's going to kick off to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we end up getting a riot. Actually, I had two turns, so there's still a semi-chance, but we get a riot, so now I'm on my last turn. 
And that was just the game ends. Just like, damn it. So we both end up with three wins, one tie, two losses. Yeah. So same record as chance. <sighs> I was I just wanna beat what I've done before. So for anyone who doesn't know, Brian too did end up winning again. So he's a two time champion. Right. With the Hulks of Hazard, who are let me, always let, Chaos Dwarf team, who's a two-time Oklahoma Bowl champion. That's right. Let me tell you something about Brian, too. I talked to him. His roster was exactly 11 guys because he had the Minotaur. Right. I was like, did that never come back to bite you, not having any bench players? It, don't quote me on this, but I'm going to try to say it. I think he told me at one point he was down men. He had to dodge into a tackle zone. Pick up a ball with a bull, dodge out of the tackle zone with a bull, and like do his go for it to win a game. He had to do that to win a game. That's how it works. And this just shows you it takes a lot of things to go your way to get to that top table at Chaos Cup. And even Brian too will tell and you. And to that. win it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and you know what? Sunday night, that's why I thought you never know what can happen. And I was kind of nervous and it was hard to sleep. And, you know, so. Second place went to Aaron Wisniewski because he was, they did the top table. Right. Uh, He actually fell to sixth place overall. So that shows you how close everybody was. Um, William Toops got third place. Local, semi-local guy. Well, he's from Springfield. yeah. Right. But I mean. He's come to our In the Scars area. He comes. He's hang, he hangs out with us. Yeah. Drew ended up going fifth, so that uh, was awesome. Mike Coons, who I played, was fourth. Yeah. Nate Beam, NAF president, is third. Third. Um, not third. Overall third. What do you want to call it? Oh, okay. I'm looking at the overall rankings. Well, so, you still got to say yeah. Okay. I don't know, but he 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 came in third overall. He okay. didn't get the third place trophy, but he got third okay, overall. Okay, I got you. Uh, see. Brendan Smith, also of Missouri, came in seventh. Yeah, they they did a good job. Ken Washington, who I played, came in ninth. Scott Hess came in tenth. So two which, of my losses, yeah, came out of the top ten. So in hindsight, I can't get mad about that. No, um, but it's so frustrating to me because if I would have been Scott Hess, I would have been tenth, maybe. Pretty much, yeah. So we both we all had ten points, and so ten points starts at twenty second place. And Chance ended up getting 29th. You ended up getting 32nd. I ended up getting 34th. And then the next, the ninth, nine points starts at 43. So what is that? 22 people tied for 22nd, basically? Right. There's There's a big cluster of people. Yeah, it's it's so rough when it gets to that high of a level of that many people trying to just figure out who gets what. So I gave up the fifth most casualties of every of a hundred and nine people. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. The fifth most with Bretonians. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I didn't base people so they could hit me. If you're the fifth most. If you're wondering how Jen did uh, we will refrain from telling you so she doesn't beat us up. Right. She had a terrible weekend. It was not good. She did not get last place, but she had a terrible weekend. Yeah. Um, I also went four for six on fouls 
Oh, I mean, four for six of getting caught doing fouls. Right. I got caught four times out of six, Steve, for the whole um, weekend. I think I got caught two out of probably five times. And one of my opponents, he got caught, and I did the Good Samaritan thing that, like, oh, you know, you can argue it. Really? How does that work? <laughs> well, you have to roll a six, and he rolls a six. I'm like, oh, well. I was going to ask you, how many times this weekend did you remind somebody to roll something and it cost you? Because I a think lot. I was like... Over for 10 on that or something ridiculous. Every yeah. time. Um, you forgot my armor. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. You're broke. Casualty. So on, on that, it was legitimately probably, again, two for six. Well, maybe more. Because a lot of people didn't realize you could argue the call. Right. And that only came back to bite me one time. I did get to use argue the call because that's why I took extra players. Also, it's it like if I ever have the players, I can foul near the end. Yeah. I did it once, and <laughs> I rolled a one, and I did it another time, and I got a six. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. So. I think in retrospect, maybe having an apothecary instead of a 12th guy is probably better for me. Maybe because so. if I lose a regular lineman, whatever. But if I lose a good piece, I can keep him on the pitch. It's a big deal. Well, but I also don't lose the big pieces. For the most part. Well, you can play test that because you have a whole year before World Cup. That I do. And maybe you should really try that. Play speaking of playtesting, this solidified my opinion that kick goes on day one. Because that is mm. a phenomenal skill. And it's only better when I play with Jordell because he can just get in there right. and be super annoying. Um guard and block on a catcher is not optimal. Because I end up wanting to just give him the ball because he has block. I got you. So, yeah. Um, I also was part owner of the casualty award. Chris, the guy who played in round four, he ended up winning casualties. I think he had 28, and I gave him eight of those. Jesus. Proud to say. <laughs> yeah. So eight in one game, 20 in the rest, five other games. That's four. <laughs> yeah, that's you right, gave baby. him twice as many casualties that's as right, average. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. Good job. They went through me. As always, the Casualty Award goes through me. Oh, and Hess and got did... best, Scott got best defense because I couldn't score on him. So I, uh, not only have I let me tell you how bad that game was. Okay, if you take it like a uh, like American football, yeah, I never got the ball past probably the thirty-five yard line. Oh, God, that's how bad it was. I couldn't even cage up enough to get yeah. even to his side of the field. So here's my chance to bitch. Um, Go for it. This is year seven of going to Chaos Cup. Yep. I have never won anything at Chaos Cup. Right. Even the legacy teams, I've been next to you, Alan, and Michael, as you've <laughs> all won them. Right. And I didn't win anything again. But my, Scott Hess won something, and he left already. So I had to go up there and claim his prize. Right. So not only have I not won something, I've had it rubbed in my face as I go up there to get something for somebody else. <laughs> right. Yay. What? But this will all come back when we, our squad wins World Cup. Sure. Because I told Drew that if we do, I'll get a tattoo. Oh, well, you've said that before. You said you cut your hair. You said you do this, you do that. You hey, don't do those things. If it works, nah, you have to hit the don't. right thing. You don't do that. 
It was I, 50 the one year. It was not 50 last year because we were going to hit 50. <laughs> sure, sure, it's sure. an incentive. So let's wrap up Sunday. So after all the awards were given away, we said our goodbyes. People left. We stayed. We ended up hanging out with Kendall because he ended up coming and he didn't have anywhere else to go. Well, and we played him and Michael played some super show, I think. We were exhausted, but Michael and Jennifer decided to drink. I wasn't then, going to bring that up. Well, but. I'm going to wrap it up really short and sweet. They both drank too much too quick, <laughs> so we just stayed at the hotel. Now, that did allow us to order Rosati's Pizza. Which is and, a thin crust pizza. So damn good. It's pretty good. That is my favorite pizza in Chicago it's right now. It's pretty greasy, but it's... It's, it's definitely it's good because more, it is greasy. I tell you what, I'd like to order one of those and order the toppings I want and see how it tastes. Right. So I'm all I'm all bang for that next time we go. I'm Even good if that. it's Thursday night. And so get two good. big pizzas and see what it's like. Eighteen inches of just the greasiest, yummiest pizza. Uh-huh. And we had two orders of uh wings that were pretty good too. Yeah, they were actually. Um, so we just kind of hung out and did not much of anything. You guys played some board games. I was tired. I went back up. I watched people play a board game, and then I left. I went to go to sleep. And then I kind of watched on my phone the oh, yeah. wrestling pay-per-view Tried to do in that. bed. But really, I woke up just enough to like hear who won each match, and mm-hmm. I was just tired. And then do we even have to take a break for Monday? Because Monday we just woke up super early. Yep. We drove back. We took a break in Cuba, Missouri. Yes. We, had, we do have to mention this. Okay. Because. We had our barbecue at Hicks. Missouri Hick Barbecue. Because right. it's not Hicks Barbecue. Right. It's, it's Missouri, Missouri Hick. Hick. I got it was some actually better than sauces. it normally was. It was a lot better. So like for a few years it wasn't so good. Yeah. It was back to like pretty good. And then we went to go visit our buddy. The hot dog Because we, we had a t-shirt and scissors and clips to make sure that we can put it on him. And take pictures with the hot dog man, and he's gone. He's gone. Our hot dog buddy is gone in Cuba. Man, what, what is up with you people in Cuba? So I even tracked down the owner. He now owns a car wash place or something. Oh, so here's the rest of the story. Okay, because I... I got answered on Facebook when I asked him, where's the hot dog man? Yeah. Okay, so you got talked to the owner. So I, I, I did not talk to the owner. I talked to someone else who gave me the owner's phone number. Okay. And I called and left a message, and he has not replied. But we are going to try and get the hot dog guy. We want to own him. We want to buy him. And if we have to do a Kickstarter to buy the, kick, buy the hot dog guy, we will do so. That would be so awesome, dude. It would be so dumb, but it would be so awesome. We could put him in Wizards Asylum and just put him in the corner. Absolutely. Like, put different t-shirts on him all the time. Yes. The and official mascot dogs. of both down. If we can own him, I'll, I'll cook hot dogs at like Oklahoma Bowl or something. Yeah. And we'll feed people hot dogs. Almost like bacon-wrapped ones. No. Not like and that. Skulls. Just like hot dogs. Okay. Just regular hot dogs. And we're not cooking skulls. Good. Good idea. <laughs> but yeah, so that was probably the disappointing, most disappointing thing. And then we stopped at the gas station, and there was no power at the McDonald's or the gas station. Oh, on the so way we had back to pee from in Tulsa. the dark. Yeah, we dropped Michael off, and we had to pee in the dark. That was weird. Which was really weird. 
And then we came home and we all fell asleep forever. Yep. And <laughs> poor, we died. Poor Jennifer had to get up the next morning and she teaches special education. That's crazy. And I don't know how she made it through. But I can tell you this. I was. She learned that that trip is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's fun, but you're always going, and it's really exhausting. It's not really a vacation. You never sleep as much as you want. It's an adventure where you never sleep. Yeah. And then it took all week to be kind of normal. I'm, Yeah. And really, I'm still freaking tired. Oh, yeah. No doubt. So I don't know if it's just me getting the olds or what. Yeah, it's just overdoing everything. Yeah. I guess so. But it was a great time. We hope to be able to do it next year. But next year truly is going to be up in the air. Hmm. More than any other year. If I don't go next year, because you're not going, maybe I could go do another tournament. Good. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Or it might just be one of those years where you save money and don't go. Yeah. Oh, so final thing about this before we go to the shout outs or whatever. Uh, Katie and Mike have stepped down. And Jeff Rose taking over for next year. Right. So that's going to be awesome. So this, well, we probably should have done this in shout outs. Okay, we're going to close this up and we're going to come back to shout outs. We'll talk about that in shout outs. Chicago is the hub of the nation's railroad system. Home of O'Hare International, world's busiest airport. I don't have it written down. I start writing notes and then I shoot the bed. While Scott's yawning, it's time for shout outs and he can't make that annoying little noise he does. I'm not going to tonight. Good. Yeah, so we wanted to definitely give a shout out to Katie and Mike for running a great tournament as always. All right. their helpers. And how many times have they done this now? Like three? Shout outs! Four? Yeah, I got it in, baby. Yeah, we all knew it was coming. Yeah, I know. It yeah. wasn't even fun. No. He didn't even jump. Didn't care. Okay. Um, they did it four years now, I think. Three, Sounds? Three, four? I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. They've done it. No, I think three years. Okay. Um, it's hard to do. That's for sure. It's probably exhausting. They're yeah. going to help Jeffro as they kind of ease Transition. the reins over. But it's Jeffro's show now. If you've come to Chaos Cup before or this year, probably feedback would be really good and to get it to jeffro yeah so he knows and i've already heard some people saying like you need to make the builds you know 1400 points change the build don't do a top table don't do this and that. don't enforce the dress code and while some of those ideas might be ridiculous you still just need to tell him because he needs to hear opinions and he needs to hear what what you really like about it and what you don't like about it yeah and then just let them know. I mean, I personally would rather have it on Labor Day weekend because that's one less day I had to take off from work since I'm already off anyways. I would agree, but a lot Some of people don't. Some people don't. <laughs> um, you know, so there you go. Um, like the, the the drawings that yeah. we do for charity, I got to admit, the first year they did it, I thought that was a little expensive for tickets. Mm-hmm. But now they have so many good donations and stuff. And it's worth every penny. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I won things. I'm saying that like I was wrong. 
And it's a big amount that they get to donate. Right. So and that's awesome. And it, it really is for a good cause. Yeah. So, and the Blood Bowl community is amazing in that aspect. All the people there. I mean, I don't know if anybody hated anybody there. I mean, they might. Well, I'm sure they did. They did But I don't me. think. Th- oh, they hated me? Yeah. No one told you, though. No. Nobody gave me fellowship votes. That's true. <laughs> um, that's fine. But know. yeah, so it was a great time as always. Um, super uh, exhausting. I don't. I'm torn. I want him to change the venue because I would like to have bigger tables, and they don't have those there anymore. Because they just they got rid of the old big tables, which were heavy in wood, and they went to the smaller plastic ones, which makes sense for most of the stuff. Doesn't work for us though. Well, it's going to work next year because I don't think they're going to get 110 people, no matter what they do. No, now, but also that requires but, people to play sideline to sideline, which a lot of people don't like. I know that. I I, I like it, but... Right. I, I mean, you're know. talking the wrong guy on that, because I don't know why... Oh, I agree. If we're called coaches, I don't know why you'd ever stand in the end zone. I, I mean, I know it's probably from the video game thing. No, but a lot of people just used to do... I don't I don't get it. We're sideline to sideline people. I know. I'm okay. It's, I'm okay with both now. It's but. just how you were taught yeah, to play, and absolutely. that's how we were taught to play. But I don't. I'm torn too because while I like the location, like because I know everything around there. <laughs> exactly. I know where the Walmart is. I know where the gas station I like is. Where we I like know, to eat. I know where we like to eat. I know that now that there's Panera Bread down the street. I know this. I know that. So I like that. But at the same time, for as many people as we bring to that hotel every year. It sure would be nice if they, and I'm all for it, if we're too loud to kick us out. Why can't we sit in the lobby and play till midnight or so? Or why can't we even stay up all night in the lobby and play play board games? Or let us have access to the room until midnight or something. I mean, all these things, Yeah. if we abused it, that's one thing. If we abused it Thursday night and they, they said, well, you're going to ruin it for Saturday yeah. night. I get that too. There was a lot more kids around this time, because there was some type of Jewish camp going on. There really was a Jewish camp. There was 100 Jewish kids there. Something like that. There was a lot. They were singing and doing kind skits of very and loud. stuff. Yeah, they were actually... I was the old man. I called the cops on them. The hotel security? Yeah, the nice security guys. Excuse me, boys, girls. <laughs> Can we no, just keep it down? They were being so loud, right? We had our room was right next to the elevator, so we yeah. heard everybody. That's a a thing you don't want anymore. <laughs> I loved our room because we had a fridge, which yeah. we've never had before up there. But it no, it was right next to the. We could hear everything, so I I glared at him like a couple times, mm-hmm. and then when they didn't shut up, I was like, "Fine, I'm calling the I'm calling the cop. <laughs> Get up here, hotel cop. I'm a mean old man. I'm 44, um, but um." And there's part of me that wants them to try a different venue. Yeah. In some ways. So Still a hotel, know. though. Because that's a lot of the fun. Oh, no, 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 being no, at the hotel. no doubt. It needs to be at a hotel. It needs to be close. Or at a venue, but everybody stays at the same hotel or something. I don't know. It's like next door. There's something. there's a lot of greatness by just walking down to your room. Oh, so much. Or walking up one flight of stairs to your room. Yeah, when oh. she's like, okay, uh, do you have a preference on floor? Yes, second. Second floor. Okay, we right, can do that. Right by the game. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Shout out to everybody we got to see. Um, 
Yeah, it's a- insane the number of people that we have grown to actually call friends nowadays. Because, um, I mean, like just this past weekend, Dustin and John came up just to hang out. Well, they came they were going to a concert, concert. Sure. But they but hung out. We got to hang out, out with them. Yeah, that was really cool. We know them from Blood Bowl. You know, I hang out all weekend with Pat and Craig and Mark and Jim and all these people that I see once a year, maybe. But we're all friends. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's I weird. mean, we say it every year. I know. It's the same thing. Um, but it's so, worth saying. We can't. We can't I name I, everybody. I hope we don't. Um, I hope I don't miss anybody. But I want to thank uh, Eric, Barry, Mike Muller, uh, Brian Thompson, and Kirk, or Kurt. Mm-hmm. who bought purchased artwork from me you don't realize how much one it was really awesome that you paid for the artwork and two it really helped the trip out because i was kind of going in with a low purposely a low budget because i just didn't want to take money out of savings yeah um so thank you very much for buying art for the people who bought i sold some boner storms <laughs> i have three copies left folks and that's it, and it's probably never going to be remade. So I'm I have three sure copies not. of those. I sold some uh, Bad Girls comics once again. So it was we nice. We sold some Both Down stuff. That's yeah. always appreciated. So I appreciate to all those people. We signed some wrestling cards. That was cool. Um, thank you, Grant, for bringing some uh, ketchup potato chips. Yeah. My children loved them. I was told there's stuff like this down here, Dad, but they don't taste as good as the Canadian ones. Mm-hmm. And I think you can get these off of Amazon. So they're like trying to talk <laughs> me into buying a crate of chips from Canada because they taste better than the American ones. Of course. So I don't know if that's true. But anyways. See, uh, uh, thanks to Sean for dice, Mark yep. Perry for dice. Um, uh, Eric gave us some dice. Eric gave us some dice. Phil gave me a a figure uh tim the guy I played in first round gave me some dice um guy I played last round gave me some dice joe smith gave me some grant, dice grant gave figure. me some dice yeah i think grant gave me some too joe smith gave me a figure and some dice but i think it was the figure i paid for along it's the orc that has the heart oh yeah yeah you paid for that a long time ago mascot or mm-hmm. whatever but i think he gave, he gave me some dice in addition to it to use for the blackheart team cool I didn't get a free figure. Who gave you a free figure? Phil. Of course he. Why does he always give you free figures? Because we're buddies. Why? Because because you're like my creepy. addiction is almost as bad as his. No, because you guys are like two of the guys that get called out for like being creepos. He get, well, yeah, but yeah, he also I gave think me. That's um, the thing. You guys like you scout around and go like, hey, you see any kids around here? That's it's not funny when there's a hotel hotel full of them. Exactly. No. Put a kibosh on that now. Is, no, that, he always is that a me Jewish up. word, kibosh? Uh, I don't, probably. <laughs> I'm teasing everybody. Probably is, actually. Um, no, he always gets me the... Uh, the, the bear's the, figure. The bear's figure. I know. From, I'm, just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. Uh, I think I gave Phil my beer that I didn't oh, really yeah. drink. And uh, Tom, thanks for always coming out and taking our money. Yeah, uh, once again, I said I wasn't going to buy anything from Tom because <laughs> for the past two years, I've found everything I need, and then I buy $60 worth of stuff from him. You and found... I swear he brings new stuff out. He says he doesn't. I don't think he does. I think he just gets mixed up. We well, see it stuff. just see, seems different. 
Um, you found one of the Chaos cr Carrot Crunch figures that was similar to the Orphaner that I use for mm -hmm. my Norse team. Okay. So I passed on buying it before, but I got it this time because oh, then I, I thought about, too. oh, I can use it as a Yeti now. And I thought, well, since I have this, I guess I could buy a whole new Norse team. <laughs> And he had all the Norse players, so I bought a whole new Norse team. See, there you go. I don't need a new Norse team. You but... don't, but you can get one painted by somebody better than the guy who painted your team. Yeah, very much so. Who painted your team? Me. Oh. Well, yeah. that's why it's got some personality, though, too. Yeah. Still going to file down the stupid horn, though. God, I hate that horn. Oh, I love the horn guy. It's horrible. Oh, gosh, you're the crazy. The worst sculpt they've ever done. Oh, get out of my I hate face. that horn. Have you seen the catchers for the Pro Elves 3rd Edition? Okay, this is a good point. Okay. Um, um, I'm trying to think of somebody. I know other people gave us stuff. Gosh, While you're thinking, okay. uh, I just wanted to sh throw this out real quick. Moon, uh, he's in San Diego. He's putting on a tournament down there because the San Diego tournament scene is non-existent currently. Um, you can contact the Eric K, who's the TO, and he's putting people up if need be. Let me see if I can find the actual where to find information about this. Nuffle dot ball. Wait, nuffle dash ball dash. Let's try this again. Nuffle dash ball dot my dash free dot website. <laughs> That's the website. Nuffle dash ball dot my dash free dot website. Is this one of those free things like you got? What was that back in the day? GeoCities. GeoCities. Yeah, this is a... Dot com slash 5186. Yeah. So you can contact uh, Shadow Webster at MSW underscore 66 at Yahoo or Eric, E-R-I-C-K-U-N-I-H-O-L-M at gmail.com. Yay. And they're in San Diego. So if you're around there, I'm sure it'll be on... Uh, and the NAF site. It's November fourth at Pair of Dice Games in Vista, Cal Vista, California. Nice, buddy. So, just wanted to give him a shout out real quick because he asked. Okay, that's fair enough. Pretty much, um, if you ask, we'll, we'll we'll try to read off stuff. Sure. Horribly as I do. <laughs> uh, thank you to Dave Morse who always brings the best best gummy bears ever in the world from this little shop in indiana that even steve doesn't think they're that great but that's fine yeah. everybody else who's ever had them say they're amazing oh yeah josh wyatt uh, he's doing t-shirts so he might do some for us in the future right yeah maybe there's other people that i'm forgetting yes. I, i'm so sorry it's late it is late but there's so many every year it's more and more people it really is and i feel bad every year because i can't hang out with everybody i know we we see like the different seven people we get to hang out with at most it seems like and it's a different seven every year yeah pretty it's much weird so but thanks again for um your praise about the podcast i i I still it still shocks me so many people say like I really love the podcast and I think they're just being nice and then you they give you a story and a background and then you go oh you really do listen wow you listen more than we do exactly remember that so, one episode you did this no I don't remember any episode <laughs> that I've ever done anything right so we really do appreciate all that and um, 
Thanks for Katie and Mike for running it for the, I guess, final time. Yeah. Being the head people of it. Oh. They did a good job. Katie's sister helped out. Yeah. And there was a couple other people that helped out. I can't remember their names. No idea. But they all did a good job. They were nice people. Nuffleween's coming. There's another tournament that's coming up. Okay. Nuffleween. What's that? Us. Who does that? Us. Oh, us. Yeah. Nuffleween 7. So go to bothdown.com and Nuffleween stuff's on there. Okay. Sounds great. That's pretty much all I could think of. That's all we got, man. You sound tired. <laughs> I start nights tomorrow. I'm training for a new position. I, I wake up nights. at 5 tomorrow, and yeah. it's 11.30. I normally wake up at 5.45, so it's, yeah. it's awful. It is horrible. I don't. I really don't know how I do it. I don't have... We, we do it because we have to. No. Well, that's true. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff let, when you have to. Let me tell you to. something. If I work for you, you cannot say, if I come in five minutes late once, you can't say, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Because in my brain, it means, oh. Then Forever. I can come in at five minutes late every day. Mm-hmm. Which then turns to 10. Which right. Which turns to 15. Because I'll press it. Mm-hmm. My current job is, no, you have to be on time or you're really in trouble. And I've seen it happen. That... So I've never had... Knock on wood, <laughs> I haven't had a problem to date. As much as I hate those type of jobs, so much better. To, like, actually forcing you to do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I guess I could be late. Oh, no, I can't be late. I have to get in. Okay, let's go. Right. Yeah, those ones that act like it's okay. They just giving me a reason to be like. What's weird is like my current job. I'm pretty sure I could just do whatever the hell I want, but I'm never late. I thought you'd do it. No. I thought you're late all the time. No, I've literally never been late at my job. Wait a second. This I may is... not go in on time. Okay. I, no, I can, What's I the can, difference? The difference is I can shift. Oh. So if I'm supposed to start at nine and I go in at noon. I'm making up those three hours, but I'm telling them ahead of time. Oh, I got you. I'm, I've never shown up at like 9.15 when I'm yeah. supposed to start at 9. Okay, I got I you. I don't do that. Okay, never mind. But I literally could and get away with it. Sure. But I never do. Yeah. Because that's like the only way to get fired in my place is to commit time card fraud. Right. They're, so, big, they're big on that on my job, too. So. Well, surprisingly, same job. Well, well same company. Same parent company, yeah. So... Anyways, we're rambling. All right, folks, that wraps up another Chaos Cup. Um, special edition. Special edition, man. It's amazing we've done so many of these. Another this, episode that doesn't go towards the 100. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in some ways, it's because of Chaos Cup. I mean, it is because of Chaos Cup that we have a podcast. 100%, that's, yeah. That's the genesis of it all, the ride back. Listen to Zlipcast. We talked about going to Chaos Cup because it was special, mm-hmm. and that's why we did it. Yeah, so anyways... We will, uh, after this episode, it'll probably be two or three weeks, and we'll do another one and uh, get back to being normal. We'll talk about some Nurgle and all that stuff, right? Nurgle, uh, the dwarves, and Nuffleween. Wow, we already know what to talk about. Wow, that's awesome. We we literally never have this, except the last episode when we did, but we never have stuff planned ahead of time. This is awesome. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Thanks again, and if we saw you at Chaos Cup and didn't mention your name, we apologize, but... If we didn't mention your name, email us, and I'll make sure to get you on the next shout-outs. Yeah. Oh, and if you did give us a shout-out on iTunes or something, we didn't check it, so we'll check later. Not all. We're terrible people. Yep. At least Steve is. Oh, yeah. And and Phil. And Phil. No doubt. All right. We'll see you. Chicago is certainly a city rich in recreational harvests. Yours to discover. Chicago is something you've just
Follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is Both Down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. We got baby, 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 spare ribs, roast beef, hot links, and more together. Cube steaks, hot dogs, real tips, ooh, pork chops, turkey wings, and chicken wings, too. Give me a wave if you like catfish. Jump up if it's your favorite dish. Tommy likes ribs and chicken wings if you like.